1: Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
2: Game time decisions. Game time what? Who? What? Take your game time decisions and shove it. <laughs> Ready rage. Yeah. Although we will have some game time decisions for you. True. Our game time decisions were pretty good. Uh, they've been pretty, uh, pretty good actually a couple uh, this good, week.
1: Been a couple great nights. Marente can't say building, 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 one brick at a time. Uh, we've been crushing the
2: baseball uh, card uh, so far this year for the most uh, part. And uh, one of the keys to success is I haven't, uh, I haven't extenuated myself and uh, put a lot of more money on one specific baseball game than the other. That's the key when uh, betting baseball, guys. Systematically. Uh, just uh, sort of grind through uh, the season. There's 162 games, a lot of crazy things happen. You know, one night you're going to be on the wrong end of four or five one-run uh, baseball games and losses, and the next night you can get a couple of breaks. So just sort of uh, keep uh, keep the units when it comes to uh, baseball uh, in check. Last night, basketball, the props uh, came through. I, you know, I thought it was uh, – I didn't have the highest expectations coming into the NBA Finals and I think people were generally bored by the expectation of seeing these two teams play for the fourth consecutive year. People in Oakland and in the Bay Area are definitely bored or broke because the game wasn't even <laughs> sold out uh, last night. Who would, who would have imagined? And the cheap seats weren't sold out. There were like 400 uh, 400 seats available last night for game one of the NBA finals. In comparison, when you look at the Stanley Cup finals in Las Vegas. You can't get a seat. It was like 1400 bucks to get in a building minimum. And even in Washington, D.C. tomorrow, we'll, we'll double-check again what the prices are now. But at last check, they were about uh,
1: $1,000 to get into the building as well. Seems like, to me, Golden State fans have been living good for a lot of years. Yeah. And you forget about the grind of actually, like, you just die to be in that position. It's sort of probably. like the
2: Patriots in the Super Bowl. Ticket brokers hate when the Patriots end up in the Super Bowl. Because Patriot fans, can, they're not going to go every year to the Super Bowl. It's sort of like a once-in-a-lifetime You're thing. Right. And they're like... Now I already saw the Patriots in the Super Bowl three years ago and it cost me seven thousand dollars and I'm not doing it again because they're in the Super Bowl every year. So it's like the Warriors. So before I criticize Oakland, you know how much the cheapest ticket is? And this is from the box office. So this isn't on Stub Up. The cheapest ticket to get in, the ones that were available last night. Two hundred eighty. Yeah, it was three yeah, three hundred dollars
1: for like the last row. So and it is Oakland. That's, that's real that's good. You think that's good? Three hundred bucks for an NBA final playoff game?
2: That's that's dude, what, 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 That's like that that that's what it should be on the street if it's sold out. It shouldn't be three hundred dollars oh. to get in the building. I mean, three hundred dollars a
1: lot of money to sit in the last row of, of an NBA basketball game. If the Raptors were in the finals, how much do you think those tickets would be? Where we sat for the game. Well, we
2: weren't in the last row. The, the Raptors, the Raptors are are pretty greedy, like the Warriors are. <laughs> <laughs> Extra. Yeah, that's a good well, point. The, well, the Raptors, yeah. quite frankly, listen, the Warriors have the most expensive ticket prices in the NBA, yet they have the best team, and they spend a lot of money, although, ironically enough, the Cleveland Cavaliers have a higher payroll uh, than the Golden State Warriors do. Um, but they fleece the fans pretty good, and let's be real, man. Oakland is not a rich town. No, it's not. Right? So it's that's been true. four years of this where they've been in the finals. I think they pretty much – it's sort of like uh, – Sort of like uh, your bookie. He's gotten everything he can out of you. <laughs> He's that's a soft spot. <laughs> sorry, <He's, laughs> yeah. You know, just telling. Me, we got oh, one final visit because of Liverpool. No, no, I remember exactly. I remember talking. I remember talking to uh, a uh, co-friend of ours, our boy Al.
1: Oh yeah, Al's and, a good guy. Uh,
2: and I said, "How's uh, business, Al?" And he goes, "Well, nobody can win." He goes, uh, "Man, every week everybody's losing." I said, "That's good for you, isn't it?" And no, it's uh, not. He said, "No, not really." Because he goes, everybody's out of money and everybody's just in a bad mood because they lost six weeks in a row already. And he said it's better when it's give and take, right? It's it's better when it's give and take. And similar situation, sort of in Oakland now. People are out of money, like you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like they just played the Rockets. So are you going to shell out two hundred yeah. bucks, three hundred bucks to see the Rockets unless you're unless you're really rich? Yeah, well, normal like, people aren't going to go to the game. Well, like look at me. I wanted my plan was all oh, go to every game in the and the Raptors in the playoffs. And then I realized I can't spend three hundred bucks to get in every night, two fifty to get in, plus booze it up, and spend five seven hundred bucks every two every two three nights in a playoff. So I just went to one game per series. Yeah, you know,
1: I think yeah, that's nice. It's and it's a treat too because yeah. you appreciate it.
2: Yeah, and later on in the series, I guarantee it'll be sold out in Oakland because people, well, now they're going to win. I want to go see that one yeah. winning <laughs> game, right? Yes, that's a good call. But this is why the Warriors are moving to uh, to San Francisco. A lot of money in San Francisco. It'll be sold out, and they can charge five hundred dollars a ticket.
1: <laughs> I'll tell you though, for for the Warriors in that game, for Game One, they they didn't play. Uh, they they underestimated Cleveland big time. They thought it was going to be some kind of joke. It's not a joke. Like they got they got the benefit of some calls too, referees changing calls on uh, potential blocks, charges, all sorts of stuff going on in that game. It's weird actually to see LeBron get. Get, question his calls because we see him get every damn call before, but it was almost reversal.
2: Yeah, you know why? Because normally, think of it like a Marvel movie. Yep. Where LeBron James, LeBron James is like uh, Captain America or yep. something, but suddenly he's in the Avengers movie where it's not just all him. <laughs> that's, that's what it comes down to here. And I told people, I said it'll be re- refreshing to see. He's not the only superstar on the court suddenly. Yep. So, yeah, against Victor Oladipo and against Kyle Lowry, you're going to get the call. And against a 21 year old Jalen Brown and a 20 year old Jason Tatum, you're going to get the calls, LeBron. And another thing is, the NBA's already fleeced everybody, dude. They already got what they needed. LeBron's in the damn finals. He shouldn't even be there. All right, he goaltended against Victor Oladipo, people. Ooh, it's J.R. Smith's fault. CNN, right after the Kim Jong un yeah. uh, meetings today, uh, with Kim Jong-un's flunkies. Um, they got, what the hell was J.R. Smith, Smith thinking? thinking? I don't know. What was J.R. Smith thinking? What was uh, what was George Hill thinking when he missed the uh, the damn free throw? 81% free throw shooter. What was Tyrone Liu thinking? Who's the head coach? Why didn't he call a Time timeout? Out? Why didn't LeBron James uh, call a timeout? And listen, J.R. Smith didn't cost them the basketball no, game. They didn't lose because of J.R. Smith. They went to overtime. And they, you know, the Cleveland Cavaliers got outscored by 10 points in overtime. And LeBron James, who gets credit for whatever the hell he does, and he played an awesome game. I mean, scoring 50 points is just over the yeah. top with what he did. But LeBron James, in freaking out in the fashion that he did and his reaction to J.R. Smith and the basic constant faces at his teammates and the sky is falling, LeBron last night, it, it trickled down to the entire the rest of the team uh, in overtime, LeBron's got to just say to Jr., all good, let's go, we're in overtime. Exactly. And, say, hey, and tell the bench, hey, this is good, we're in overtime right now. We take this, right, coming in here. We're 12 and a half point underdogs and we're in overtime. Instead, LeBron went into, you know, bitch mode, started freaking out J.R. Smith, and then as soon as overtime started, he started yelling at all of his teammates after baskets, said, I get it. LeBron James gets frustrated and everyone can put the cape on him because he's a hero, because he scored 51, and they're going to say, oh, well, what about the help? LeBron James had help. He runs him out of town, all right? He had Kyrie Irving. He didn't want Kyrie Irving there. LeBron James wants to be the guy, all right? He's not the type of guy, LeBron James, that's going to say, oh, I scored 20 points, but we won a championship. He wants to win a championship, but he wants to score 50 points in a process doing it, and he can't do that Unless he has yes men around him, not only so no. he's got J.R. Smith there, mm-hmm. and at times J.R. Smith is going to step up. Uh, but the whole, oh, you know, LeBron's great. You know, it's his teammates suck thing around him. LeBron wants these team teammates around him, and J.R. Smith has hit big shots for these guys over the years.
1: Kevin Love played good.
2: Well, Kevin Love is very good. You're but, damn right. He's but big Kevin shots. Love gets sort of reduced to just being an idiot next to LeBron James all the time, and this is why people. And NBA players, you know, the as superstars, no one's in a hurry to hook up with LeBron yep. for these dream team things. They did in Miami, and it imploded after four years, and they wanted to get the hell away from each other. Um, so... Nobody, Nobody's rushing there because LeBron wants the ball in his
1: hands 95% of the freaking not, time. And not only did he sell him out on the court, you see afterwards, I don't know what's going through his head. Exactly what you said. When a buddy on your team makes a mistake, you go, don't worry, I got you. We're in a good spot. Instead, well, he overreacted. Instead, you know, oh, damn right he did. Oh, he's, he's face, his face is like he's crying. And then he had an opportunity to say, hey, man, he should have said we're all a team. We're going to bounce back. And so he goes, I don't know what's through his head. That's the thing. Selfishness all the time. The thing is, the game was tied. So, it's like J.R.
2: Smith didn't cost them the game. And I tweeted this earlier today. Bill Buckner, listen, Bill Buckner makes that play. Yeah, they're going to win. But there was a game seven after the fact. Same thing with Steve Bartman. Bartman did nothing. It was Gonzalez that was booting every ball at shortstop. And then after, there was another game after the fact as well. That wasn't the clinching game. Chris Webber gets blamed all the time. Oh, it's Chris Webber's fault. Michigan lost. Ha-ha, timeout, timeout. Michigan were losing. When Chris Webber called the timeout, Michigan were losing. People don't seem to, like, equate that in the fact that, yes, Michigan might have tied the game. If they didn't turn the ball over, they might have. And then North Carolina might have scored right after with the time left. So Chris Webber didn't cost Michigan a national championship. It was a stupid thing he did. It was an unfortunate time of the game that it happened in. But Michigan never would have been there in the first place if it wasn't for Chris Webber, right? <laughs> like, it goes both ways, people. So, you know, the whole let's blame J.R. Smith stuff. George Hill is the one that missed the freaking free throw. He felt the pressure. He's an 81% free throw shooter. And, you know, he didn't step up in a moment. He doesn't hit the shot. And after the game goes to overtime, they could have just kept their composure. They oh, did. It. Oh, they got rattled in
1: overtime. That was a collapse.
2: And Golden State are basically... I compare them to George St. Pierre. When George St. Pierre, a couple of years ago, about four or five years ago, he was the dominant champion in the world. He was like the number one, you know, he was the kingpin of mixed martial arts. And, you know, he he didn't, like, kill people, but he won convincingly all the time. Yeah, he used to take away your will, smother you. And then, then, you know, the fight started to get a little closer. And then he had a bloodbath with Johnny Hendricks. 25 minutes, bloodbath, going back and forth. Some people say Hendricks won, but George St. Pierre got the decision. I think George St. Pierre did enough. Uh, But that was sort of a little warning sign. All right, he's starting to slip a little bit. And then his next fight, he gets kicked in the head by Carlos Condit. He beats Carlos Condit, who was a really tough guy at the time. But George St. Pierre, you know, got knocked down, man. George St. Pierre doesn't normally get kicked in the head and knocked down. And then he basically retired after that because he had concussions issues after he got kicked in the head. Now, he came back, but... He got out because he knew he was going to lose, right? He's like, all right, these guys are all on steroids. They're coming close to beating me. I'm getting messed up a little bit now. I'm going to tap out when I'm on top, and I'm going to retire when I'm a champion. Golden State don't have that option to retire as champions. They're not going to be able to sustain this. I think they have one more year after this next year and then they'll implode. Kevin Durant will be a free agent for real, and he'll bolt. Because they win, he's not going to bolt now. But I think Kevin Durant will leave after. Klay Thompson could potentially go. And they can't keep it up at this intensity level that they're playing at for five and six years and just rattle off these championships And quite frankly, just as LeBron James should have be here right now because of the NBA yeah. wanting Cleveland in the finals.
1: If Chris Paul plays, Houston's there.
2: Yeah, the Golden State uh, Warriors have been freaking lucky. They have been. Along the way. I mean, you know, Chris Paul gets hurt. Um, you know, Houston falls apart in game seven. They were down by 15 at one point uh, last night. You know, listen, I, I, I think the referees did a okay job, all things considering. People just bitch when LeBron doesn't get the call. But you can argue Cleveland got screwed a couple of times, and they came really close to winning the game. They should have I mean, won the game. <laughs> in my opinion, they should have won the game. But what happens? J.R. Smith goes back to the three-point line, and he shoots the ball. Yep. So there's no guarantee it was going in. It might have went in. LeBron James, you won brought up the, the ball. point. Free throw, hit a damn free throw. Yeah, George Hill could have won the game. Now I got saved because I had the over, and it went uh, it went over because of the overtime. My team yep. total the one thirteen and a half went over, and it's funny because after everybody was saying, "Oh, Morancy, you rock, you're a genius," all these great winners tonight, and that's the difference between winning and losing. I'm no genius, like. I got lucky. The we game came. went to overtime. Yeah, if George Hill hits that free throw, yeah. you know, I don't hit the team totals. We would hit the over because it would have went to two fifty. Cleveland in the first quarter plus four.
1: Yeah, I didn't get in on that. That was actually, I, I really liked that bet.
2: Which I should have. I told people about it yesterday. But, uh, you know, back off J.R. Smith, all right? J.R. Smith, it was one play. It's a team sport, uh, guys. It's a team sport. And as I stated, you know, maybe the shot would have went in. If J.R. Smith would have got the rebound, and then turned around and passed it to someone on the Golden State Warriors accidentally, and then they would have went down the court and dunked it, he would have, he would have been less no, criticized. No, but then you could say, then you could say, you know what? He cost them the game. Like you know, he's an idiot. He literally cost them the basketball game. When a game is tied and there's a mistake, that game that guy doesn't cost them the game. Exactly. It's like I said with Chris Webber. Chris Weber didn't cost Michigan a game. They were losing. You know, Bill Buckner, there was a game seven. Bartman, there was another game after. You know, these sequences. Scott Norwood gets blamed all the time for cost at the Buffalo Bills. Get more, get closer. The Buffalo Bills knew, and everybody freaking knew, that Scott Norwood was perfect. He was like 17 for 17 or something inside 45 yards. Outside 45 yards, he was like 50%, and it was on grass. And he used to be a field, uh, a turf, a a, a turf uh, kicker, AstroTurf. Thurman Thomas in a damn huddle told Jim Kelly, "We need a couple of more yards." And he told Jim Kelly, "Just throw me the ball, like he said. Let's do a quick screen. I'll Dumb pick ball. up a couple of yep. yards. I'll get out of bounds, and then let's kick the field goal." And Kelly said, "No, no." Kelly said, "No, no. We don't have time for that. We don't have time for that." And then they went right to the field goal, and it was a 47-yarder. It wasn't Scott Norwood's fault that the Bills didn't pick up a couple of more yards. It wasn't Scott Norwood's fault that, for some reason, Jeff Hostetler hung on to the damn football when Bruce was,
1: Smith... Because he had crazy glue, it almost seemed like.
2: When, when he uh, when he hit him in, <laughs> oh, in the know. end zone. It was crazy. It wasn't Scott Norwood's fault that Otis Anderson, O.J. Anderson, rushed for, like, 132 yards, and that the uh, New York Giants held the football for 42 minutes in that football game. You know, those are... I know those are little things. It's easier to all ha-ha, Norwood's a loser, but... Those are just facts, people. It's never one person in a team sport. You want to blame one person, blame a tennis player, blame a fighter. You can't blame someone in a team sport. Steve Merrill will step up and in and join us. Benny Ricciardi. Babano. Babano's going to the Johnny Manziel debut tonight. We'll break that down. There's a point spread. All that and more. Game time decision. Rage of Radio. I'm Gabriel Moretz. He is Cam
1: Stewart. Got close last night, Gabe. Real close. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Put those big parlays together. Nothing more heartbreaking. Eight-gamer going seven out of eight. Little money for big score. Minnesota Twins. They're down eight-nothing to Cleveland. It's the only game I need. They tie it up eight-eight. Lose nine-eight. Thought I had them plus one and a half. No, no such luck. That is painful. That is the breaks, buddy. That's what happens when you hit. A, try to do eight-game parlays.
2: All right, we've got some uh, breaking news. Well, nothing major, but uh, as far as lineups are concerned tonight, uh, somebody that I was actually going to take a a look at, of course, I was Gary Sanchez. Gary not in the lineup, but tonight uh, against uh, the Baltimore Orioles. And of course, I know you. If you read a lot of uh, previews out there and uh, game reports, etc., there's uh, there's pitching changes. Like the game was rained out last night, so it's it's all over again. So everybody that you liked in DFS last night, you can like again tonight in Brett Gardner, uh, in in Judge, in Stanton, in Bird, oh, yeah. in Hicks, and basically pretty much all of the Yankees.
1: And maybe a, a, a sprinkle of Machado.
2: And, uh, yeah, Benny, Benny Ricciardi will join us uh, in a 6 o'clock hour. We'll talk uh, a little Major League Baseball uh, DFS. Let's bring in Steve Merrill, Lucky Steve. Lucky Steve Merrill. Lucky Steve. Right now, prosportsinfo.com, one of the cover's experts. What's going
4: on, Steve? How you doing? Can I put LeBron James in my baseball lineup tonight? He'll probably still get more points than everybody.
2: Yeah, he'll get 51 DK points.
4: <laughs> he can't. Times help can that
1: Oh, that's no, ridiculous. It's
2: absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, you know what? Uh, I'm not a fan of his, uh, of his uh, man shorts, suit shorts. Uh, the only one that can get away with that look is Russell Ang- Westbrook? Angus Young of ACDC. <laughs>
4: I'm not a fan of the no, Russell chops. Westbrook. I think he's going to run man. for office against Garfield. You know, yeah. it's like a new, a new Cleveland's thing. Man. going to be his vice president. It's a new thing in the NBA. It's the it's
2: the Amish look for some reason,
4: and I don't know, man. The, guy,
2: the 1890s look. He got uh, he got uh, he adjourned a press conference, and every whatever LeBron does, Cam Newton walks out of a press conference, the Denver Broncos are five feet yeah. away from him mocking him after they lose a Super Bowl, and he walks out and he's a jerk. LeBron James tells a reporter, be better tomorrow, gets up and takes his purse and leaves. Like, um, you know, <laughs> not, not a good look. Like, I don't know, people, I saw Darren Rovello. oh, it's a $40,000 handbag. It's a purse. Like, why is LeBron James a carrying purse. a
4: purse? Yeah, Wasn't there a Seinfeld a episode about that? Yeah, it's yes, not sir. a purse. It's a European handbag. Or it's a bro it's a bro bag or what were the two names? Yeah, European, European hair yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> the bro the bro, bro, bro. bro is the bra. The brosier
1: is the bra. The bra,
4: you're right, exactly. Yeah, that's right. Yeah,
1: yeah. The bro. <laughs> Getting episodes the uh,
4: ear. The man's, the man's yeah. ear yeah, the man's or the, the bro. bro. Or the bro. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. I was <laughs> close. <laughs> man's, <laughs> ear. <Johnny> man's, <laughs> man's ear. Johnny <laughs> Manzier.
2: Yeah, you know what, Johnny. Man- hey, Johnny is playing tonight. Yeah, Johnny Manziel is playing tonight. Uh, <laughs> is he playing? There you go. He makes his CFL,
4: de-
2: CFL debut this evening. <laughs> He'll probably get some significant playing time as well because they're going to want to see, you know, they're going to want to see him out there. They know that Masoli's going to be the starting quarterback. Yeah. Jeremiah Masoli, former Oregon Duck and uh, Mississippi Rebel, he transferred to Mississippi after Oregon. Um, you know, he played well at the end of the year last year, stepping up for the injured Zach Caleros. It's carried over into camp. Um, I actually like
1: the Tiger Cats tonight. They're two-point favorites I, I agree. in this football game. I agree 100%. Think about it. They're going to have Manziel play a lot. He has to prove himself because eventually he wants the starting job. The Argos won the Grey Cup last year, so they're just kind of feeling out. Hamilton needs this more to get off to a good start in front of their fans, to give them a taste of winning. It's a more You're important essentially, game for the Tiger Cats. We're
2: essentially betting on Johnny Manzel. We are. But the thing is... I think Johnny Manziel would struggle in a regular season game against the first-string players, but Johnny Manziel is going to be playing against second- and third-string CFL players in the second and into the third quarter. And, you know, not a lot of quarterbacks are mobile nowadays. You know, you look at the Canadian Football League, they have these stiffs in the preseason, dropping back, trying to throw the football. Manziel will use his legs, so he's going to look to make plays. The Hamilton Tiger Cats are two-point favorites, but, guys, the, um, the Toronto Argonauts, They've got a pretty good backup quarterback in James Franklin. They do. Former uh, Missouri Tiger and uh, Edmonton Eskimo. So, uh, you know, the Argos going to have some good quarterbacks playing tonight. Ricky Ray's barely going to play at all. But I do think Hamilton are the play tonight, guys. If they're minus two. It's minus 130 on the money line.
1: Already on it, Gabe. Already on it.
4: I've been in this industry now 21 years, guys, and I just learned right now that there's lines on preseason CFL games. Crazy. <laughs> Had no clue. It's good. It's good angles
1: in some of these games, right? Games, yeah, they like, don't. I, I no, they I'm actually, not
4: disagreeing. I just didn't think yeah. anybody would take bets on it. I mean, I'm not saying there's not an edge. That's actually why I'm surprised they take bets because I guarantee you the two. average Joe isn't the one betting these games.
2: I'm one and two so far through uh, three preseason uh, games. You
1: just wanted to take the points with the Alouettes,
2: though. You, well,
1: more of a hard play, I'm thinking. No,
2: it wasn't a hard play. I figured I'd take the points with the underdog in, in, a, in a in a in a preseason game in which the starters really aren't going to play, getting six and a half points, but. Through there's listen there's only been two there's been two preseason games so far guys and there's there is a trend they've both gone under yep and the favorite has won both the games All right so the, the oh I'm we're looking. gonna take the points thing has not worked
4: why is BC a nine and a half point favorite to Calgary that's a huge line for a preseason game in any sport yes I'm a that's, sucker Give me the nine and you half. know
1: what I actually yeah I, I'm sucker number two I'll, that's a lot of points. That's crazy, Johnny Manziel.
2: Uh, he'll get a lot of interest, though. You know, you'll see. There'll be a lot of hype. I'm sure ESPN sent somebody up there tonight to see, to see how he does. I think he could do all right in this pre in this preseason setting. Now, listen, doesn't mean you go out and bet uh, two thousand dollars on this football game, but I do like the Hamilton Tiger Cats. All right, Steve. So, I was just bitching off the top of the program about uh, J.R. Smith, and uh, not at J.R. Smith, actually. About J.R. Smith in that, man, even CNN, they actually they've given up on the Russia collusion for a couple hours <laughs> and they talked about what the hell is J.R. Smith thinking? You know, I, I didn't see the, the headline and Brooke Baldwin asking, how come that George Hill guy missed a free throw before right before that? It's like it's a team sport. George Hill really got off the hook here. Like, really, really, really. George Hill could have won this stupid uh, but, game but by hitting one. the free throw. But he also
4: made a – well, he made one to tie it, though, which is the most important free throw. So, yeah, and then, so, then like J.R. Smith
2: – yeah, but then J.R. Smith, people are like, oh, J.R. Smith cost them the game. The game was tied. Like, if J.R. Smith handed the ball off to someone on the Warriors and they ran down the court and dunked it, then he cost them the game. You know, they, the, the Warriors could have the, – the Cavaliers could have won in overtime. They melted down. That's not J.R. Smith's fault.
4: Well, my t- yeah, my take on it, though, is that he didn't necessarily have a clean shot underneath because he might have gotten blocked. But he sure it sure looked to me like he did not think the game was tied the way he just, with his back turned, bl- dribbled out with no intention to try to turn around and score again. So I-, I think it's pretty hard. You know, George Hill missed a free throw. He's an 80% shooter, so there's a 64% chance he made both free throws. He made the first one. There's an 80% chance he makes that one, but he didn't. But J.R. Smith just didn't even know the score, it appears. Now, he says... He knew with the score he was trying to get a timeout. You could buy that if not for the fact he just kind of like dribbled out like he was trying to run the clock out. So I just don't buy that story. And pretty inexcusable to not to know the situation when you're on the court in a tie game, a game one of the NBA finals with like four seconds remaining.
2: Yeah, but you I just said it was, tied. it was tight. It was tight, though. So it went to overtime after. It was one mistake. It was one mistake in a
1: 48-minute uh, game.
2: You know, oh, I do like, disagree,
4: but it deflated They could have won. not score for the first two. They didn't score yeah, once for it went, half Well, they deflated. The, it,
1: the bottom line is once it went to overtime, they didn't play. It deflated the team because LeBron James acted yeah.
2: like a nine-year-old girl after the fact, right? Like, yeah. you know, yeah, it yeah, deflated, deflated the team.
4: But it did. I mean, the fact is it did, and he made a terrible play. I mean, because I don't think he knew the game was tied, which you have to know in that situation it's, when you paid millions of dollars and you're a professional player.
2: It's always upset me, this stuff, when people – like the Chris Webber timeout crap, still to this day pisses me off. They were losing. They were losing when Chris Webber took that timeout. <laughs> like they needed a basket. Bill they might have scored. That
4: was only Game Six. Bill yeah, yep. Game Six. The next game. Bart, but Bartman. That not even.
2: What they did to Bartman's life, he did nothing. Bartman was Game Six too. They lost the next night as well. I get yeah, it. It's point. emotionally deflating and stuff, but it doesn't help. It doesn't help when LeBron James is panicking and freaking out. And whatever, man. LeBron James gets every call in the playoffs to get to the finals. Now they already got what they needed in the NBA. He's in the finals. They're not they can't babysit him and hold his hand all the way through this. And he's just it's it's like he's shocked when the call doesn't go his way all the time. It's, you know, hey, welcome to the real world, Doug uh, LeBron. <laughs>
4: They reversed that charging call, too, which was kind of shocking because, like you said, yeah. he does normally get the calls, although he got the initial call there, which it probably was a block, although it was close. But, yeah, there again, he got the initial call, and then they reversed it when they looked at it for five minutes, which was ridiculous. But um, It was a block. Yeah, my take block. on the whole yeah. thing, though, is yeah, and it looked like he was still moving, in my opinion, too. But um, he got the initial call, so that kind of goes to your point there about getting the calls. Um, My take on the whole thing, though, is when you score – over 50 points, and you still need overtime to even have a chance to win. Probably not a good sign for the team going forward. Everyone's going to say, well, LeBron can carry them. He can't carry them any more than he did last night. They still couldn't win the game. Um, Someone like Kevin Love is going to really have to step up. He was not suspended for stepping on the court, probably should have been. I understand why they didn't do it. I have no problem with that. Um, But, yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting as well. Regular season game, he might have been.
1: Steve, before we get into NASCAR, I'm just, I am just—I don't think anybody bet back in Golden State's in any rush to lay 11 and a half after watching that performance. Sure, they can come out and play and blow them out, but I like what I saw from Cleveland. The line opened at 12 down to 11 and a half. Uh, it's a hell of a lot of points for a team that could have won the game outright. I think I'm going to keep on backing the dog.
4: You know, what's funny, Cam, is that J.R. Smith had a meaningless three-pointer with about, on, the, on the last possession by Cleveland in the overtime uh, to cut the game to eight, and um, Golden State goes down there and they miss the final shot with two seconds and then the you know, the ruckus pursue so they get two free throws, so they win by ten. If J.R. Smith doesn't hit that meaningless three like thirty seconds earlier, Golden State covers by winning by thirteen and covers the twelve and a half. How crazy exactly. would that have been yeah. so yeah, to exactly. Maybe winning the regulation, but he almost had he not hit that three, then Cleveland backers would even have won their point spread bet in overtime. Yeah, but they covered because of him. They should thank him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they you should, should thank be thinking, him. You should be thanking J.R. Smith. <laughs> yeah, it was like
2: the uh, it was like it was like the Florida State fans in in the NCAA tournament. They're all pissed off. Leonard Hamilton didn't, uh, Leonard Hamilton didn't foul late. It's like, you stupid idiots. Covered, you right? Yeah, you would <laughs> Exactly. Like, Hamilton just said, listen, you idiots. If I would have fouled, we would have lost by six. You wouldn't have covered, and we weren't winning either way. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, they get the booster some money. Like, after the game, Hamilton, exactly. He should have just said, listen, I just covered. Get off my back. Like, what the hell do you guys want? He knew they weren't coming back. but So, yeah, it is 11 and a half, and I do have to agree. I do have to agree uh, with uh, with Cam on this, that listen, I was on the Warriors last night, but I hit the team totals. I did well in the game last night. Great I, game. Last I night. wasn't, uh, you know, I had the Cleveland Cavaliers over one 101 and a half. I had the Cleveland Cavaliers over 113 and a half. I had the game over. I had an in game over 219 and a half. But we talked about it before the game, and the Cavaliers, you know, the, the Cavaliers match up well with these guys, do it a you know, they just do. And uh, the, the Golden State Warriors are the kings of the third quarter. And last night they won the third quarter by six. They were four and a half. They were four-point favorites before the game. It was four and a half in the end game in the third quarter. But it's like the only quarter they covered the spread. They didn't cover the first quarter. They didn't cover the first half. The game nope. was tied at the half. They were up by six after after the third quarter. And then it was tied again after the fourth quarter. Yep. I'm telling you. I'm betting I blindly. I'm just betting the stupid warrior line in the third quarter on Sunday night before That's the game it. starts. <laughs> And they're a third-quarter team. Yeah, it's uh, it's yeah. the same crap every game.
4: Yeah, and you're, and you're getting a fair number before the game starts, whereas if they're down like they have been in past games, you know, the uh, the halftime line when they were losing game six – no, what, what, what game? Yeah, they were home in game six against Houston. Elimination game for them, and they're losing by 10 at halftime. The second half line was like 13 or 12 or 13 just for the second half, and they still covered. So, yeah, you're going to get a much cheaper price, you know, if they come out slow for the third quarter line. And that has always been the first 10 minutes in college basketball, second half, the third quarter in the NBA. That's usually when the better team makes their move. And Golden State is still the better team. I think the question for this game is, does Cleveland rebound from that? You know, we saw them totally collapse in overtime. Blame J.R. Smith or not, regardless of how you feel about that. There's no question that deflated the Cavaliers. They lose by 10 points in five minutes in overtime. And now they have to come back know that they could have stolen a game. And then on top of that, as I mentioned earlier, LeBron James has an NBA Finals record almost. He has 50-some points, and they still don't win. I think from a fantasy perspective, it's always ballsy to play under the total for him or on the props. But, you know, if you're Golden State, how do you not just try to shut him down in the next game and make somebody else beat you? And I think Kevin Love could actually have a decent game from a props and a fantasy perspective if that's the case.
2: All right, we've all got a couple of minutes. Let's jump into the NASCAR Uh, Right now, something that catches my eye about this race, uh, Steve and Pocono, Pocono is uh, we always talk about it. It's boring as hell. Uh, But um, secondly, (laughs) it's the last seven years. There's been seven different winners. A lot of these tracks, guys, there will be sort of a pattern. I have the same guys win here all the time. The same two, three guys do well. And yeah, there's a track record of a couple of guys that do well here. Uh, But in the last seven races here, um, there's been seven, seven different winners. And we should note, Kevin Harvick is not one of them. Kevin Harvick has never won on this track before. He's a favorite, plus 250. Now, what's insane, there's been 13 races this year overall in the NASCAR circuit. Nine of them have been won by either Kevin Harvick or Kyle Busch. (laughs) So, you know, there's not a lot of drama coming into these races for the most part. It's, well, it's going to be Busch or it's going to be Harvick. And, I, you know, quite frankly, I wouldn't be surprised if it's the same thing this weekend, Steve.
4: Kyle Bush won the last race here in the fall. Kevin Harvick has never won, but he's finished second in three of the last six races here. And he's finished fourth as well. So there's no question he's capable of winning here. And those two have dominated. Martin Trex Jr. dominated last year like these two guys are dominating this year. And Truex has also been top six in three of the last six races on this track. He's been a pretty good flat track racer. And then you got Kyle Larson as the fourth favorite. Um, He's been top eight in three of the last six here, but never better than sixth. So he's probably a little bit more of a dark horse than those other three Um, But, yeah, I mean, these guys are just dominating this season. I mentioned last week, Gabe, that Kevin Harvick starting 39th was the most automatic fantasy play in the history of, you know, fantasy NASCAR, and he actually finished 40th. (laughs) So you just never know. (laughs) Um, I'd expect him to bounce back this week. He was first and first the two races before that. Well, Steve, I was going to ask you about
1: Danny Hamlin. He's at 7-1, to 11 top, 15 finishes in 13 races there. That's not including wins in 2009 and 10. This guy's a monster there. Monster He's a four-time winner here. Average, yeah, and he averages ninth in this track. So Pocono and Danny Hamlin, uh, they go together. He's plus 700, 7-1. Seven what do you think?
4: Yeah, one of the reasons this is such a boring track is because it's a big flat track tri-oval. It's basically like a, almost a two-mile flat track, so it's pretty boring See, there's only for three that turns. reason. Not a lot of banking. Right, exactly. Steve, it's, it's weird. Tri- yeah, there's only three t- turns. Super long. Yes. So you so you do the math. Two point five it's like miles. Huge back. <laughs> the back stretch is longer than Richmond, I think. It's probably like a mile. It's longer than some tracks. So not, not a you know, lot of action at polka tracks. Do well. Yeah, yeah, they need in the you middle it, of nowhere. Also. You need a
2: good car. You need horsepower. Generally, the guy who wins here has you need you need a good car. We got to get out of your steam. So what's your pick? Give us a winner in the race. You
4: know, probably Harvick or Kyle Busch. As anticlimactic as that is.
2: Steve Barrow, ProSportsInfo.com, one of the coverage experts. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, guys. Later, Steve. Ian Cabernet, a.k. Battle, will join us. Cab's going to eat three-day-old cheese. Yes, I am. We're going to look at what seems at Cab's back. Looks pretty uh, pretty full today. Yeah. Betty Ricciardi will join us as well.
1: Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app.
2: Under Cam's Thumb. Red Heat and Rage Radio. Game time decision. Powered by mybookie.ag. Get a 50% deposit bonus at uh, mybookie.ag. Don't be a loser in EDF DFS jock like us. Jock. I always chalk, love, though. Chalk doesn't taste good. I got to be real, though. I always love how, like, we rip DFS. I read the My Bookie promo, Ripping DFS, and then I'm like, coming up next, our DFS lineup of the night. Hey, we hit some good stuff in the DFS. They say we're saying, yeah, we play it all. You know, we, yeah, we, we play man, it, do all. it all. We eat DFS chalk. You know what? My baseball lineups have actually been pretty good. A
1: lot of dingers in your lineup.
2: And uh, last night we doubled our money in a baseball lineup. Uh, so, um, yeah, yeah, but our, our hitters have been hitting a lot of home runs. We've been doing a good job of identifying the hotter players. My lineup today really, really uh, came pretty uh, easily, too. It was very fluid. Well, because of that cancellation, I think you have a lot of Yankees still in your lineup. Yeah, I went back to the well with the Yankees. Uh, that is correct. And uh, there were some good pitching options uh, here tonight, I thought.
1: Who are you leaning to? Who's your? You got a high ticket item, or did you go uh, mid grade? Mid grade. Yeah, I love the mid grade's where it's at. You no know one. And my instinct was right. Remember, I made a mistake. I, we got to admit when we're wrong. Mike the, Leak. Oh, you're going leaky roof. Flex Seal. No, Leak. Leak's been Leak, uh, leak's been uh, stronger than Flex Seal. Gorilla. Gorilla. Oh, uh, gorilla glue like. Yeah, the the leaks are gone, man. They, That's right. <laughs> it's it's water adhesive. It's wa- waterproof. It's like your it's like your roof. The shingles have been fixed. Uh, they kind of have. <laughs> we did it on the cheap. Me and the neighbors. I don't know what kind of labor we hired, but uh, he was loud. So um yeah. So so the other
2: day, yeah. um, the other day I had a craving for a uh, cheese
1: omelet. Love
2: cheese on. I really didn't make an omelet. I basically made scrambled eggs and just yeah, dropped just the threw cheese in, cheese in yeah. there.
1: Now you're it's, not flipping it over. Ooh, look no. at the consistency.
2: No, no, it's just uh, so. It's you essentially. You seem
1: like it. more of a guy to chop up eggs and throw cheese in.
2: Yeah. So yeah, I, I didn't make an omelet. I just sort of threw the cheese in. It's called a western with cheese. And generally, the cheese generally the cheese is on sale. I only really buy this cheese once on sale, but it wasn't on sale, but I really wanted it. So I ended up buying the expensive, good kind.
1: It was like five bucks type of deal. Cracker barrel. Yeah, no, it's uh, Black Diamond, old oh, cheddar. Black oh, Diamond. That's a good oh, cheese. Oh, you don't understand. Black it's Diamond's got company. It's my favorite.
2: Yeah, so <laughs> I bought the Black Diamond. I made it. I put a bunch of cheese in the, uh, you know, in the uh, with the scrambled eggs. Yes. And then the next day, or about, uh, it was actually two days later, I uh, wanted to do it again. So I got the eggs out, put the milk in mixed it all up, blend it, poured it in the pan, had the bacon already ready. Oh, I'm excited. And I went into the fridge and couldn't find the cheese. I'm like, man, I don't know. I could have sworn I bought cheese the other day, but I don't know. I'm pretty absent-minded. Um, So then, you know, I started tearing the place apart, looking in the freezer, and, you know, I couldn't find this cheese for uh, three days. And I found it the other day when Cam was here, and he saw me like getting angry. I was like, "Gosh, son of a bitch!" Here's the cheese. <laughs> so I yeah. found the cheese a couple of days later. And Cam said, "It's still good. It's still good." And I yeah. said, "I don't know, man. Like, you know, this cheese been out for a couple of days, but let me tell cheese you, cheese is supposed to like age and like ferment, isn't yeah. it? Like, we've got fermenting cheese. We got fermenting moonshine here, like." This is the fermentation
1: program. Let me tell you something. <laughs> the, the fermentation Morency, sports network. The way you were ranting, a beautiful rant off the top of the show, I'm going to give you facts about cheese. Not only do I know the scientific experiment, it was performed in my place in my domicile three weeks ago by Portuguese Joe. He had original cheese, and he left it out in the sun. I go, you are you nuts? I go, put it in the fridge. He goes, no, Cam, no. We want the flavor to come out. So he just left the cheese, and he left the cheese. We left cheese on the table for over a week and i put that bad boy in my sandwiches i put it on everything and yeah, i'll yeah, tell but you see some of those like no but it's a special yeah, cheese yeah but yeah, it's exactly old, it's
2: old cheddar no but portuguese joe there's some cheese that that's it like in france and stuff i got it in but in it france, wasn't it was a cheddar game. in france they have cheeses where they put in
1: basements Bloody, for, like, 50 years. I got it, 50. I know, though, cheese wheels. Like, I know about cheese, man. I'm telling you, though. This is old cheddar. Leaving it out for three days isn't going to do anything to you. I even saw the cheese sweat. It was sweating like me in the sun. I put it back in the fridge. I will eat this cheese, and I will eat it happily and prove to you that it's got more flavor after three days. I would like to have a, can I have a nugget of your cheese. Go ahead.
2: Yeah, I will. You want to wash it down with some uh, kitchen and
1: bath cleaner? Uh, I would maybe you can uh, open up the moonshine. I do have I, I think I have a beer in my bag. I wouldn't mind mosh washing it down with a cold one if you want I kind of do yeah I, 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 hold on mm-hmm. It's delicious Gabe. It's actually it's got so much flavor it should be called extra old. It's gorgeous. It's even got a little little, little discoloration on the side. it's no problem more flavor. You have to understand something. I was growing up with a Scottish father. You know what he a... used to do? Instead of throwing stuff out, he'd make an onion sandwich. I'm like, there's no meat in it. He's like, hey, it's an onion sandwich. You know what? You got to do what you got to do. I no know, wasting
2: man. food. I'm kind of grossed out just watching you eat this right now. I can't, I...
1: <laughs> it's fine. It's absolutely fine. You're really pounding that back. Oh, You're going to eat took, the whole bread. No, I took huge, huge, like I got teeth impressions in there like a murderer. Like if I, if I, if I, I have a mold in your cheese now. Man,
2: I have a feeling that you're not going to be feeling well right around the time that you sit down with John Oakley oh, later Oh,
1: that wouldn't be cool. That guy's already grinding my gears about everything. I told him we sold the horse. He's like, yeah Cam should be working for the NDP, giving away money. I go, shut up, you idiot. You've never owned a horse. These guys are all, you don't understand, Moretz. He's like, you beat me down a little bit. I go in there. It's a firing gallery. Boom, boom, boom. I get it from the business guy. He's got, you got no money. You know, every time, like I, I, I gives me a hot tip. It's a loser. Like it's just unbelievable. You should bring him the cheese, Oakley. He would, as, he would as, eat as a gift. Yeah, he would, exactly. He wouldn't eat this if John I. John Oakley would bucks. vomit if you ate that in front of him. Yeah, he might. <laughs> but no, what you don't, you appreciate it because you know I'm giving her. Those are big bites too. I ate a whole brick. I'm just glad you're eating it because that means I won't. I was tempted the other day, but Gabe, I'm, I'm like, nah. I, I, no, as a friend, I'm I only you. put it back in the fridge because I knew you would eat it. It's not. Actually, I put it back in the fridge. You were going to throw it out. I saved it and said I will eat it on one of the shows to prove to you that it's still good. It's absolutely delicious. You're right. It's great, 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 great flavor. God. Come on. You got to stop eating that. Okay. Like, I got
2: I, Now, it's sort of like, you know, when uh, you see people get kicked into balls or if you, it's funny the first time? No, nah, if you talk about, like, uh, at least with me, if I start talking about getting kicked in the balls or if I see a bunch of people getting kicked in the balls, suddenly, man, I'll be in pain. You know what I mean? I don't have a weak stomach either. Like, uh, I can see, like, pretty gross and graphic things and not get freaked out. But Mine's made of titanium. Like, watching you eat the cheese is actually just giving me chest pains.
1: Yeah.
2: Or I might have chest pains uh, <laughs> on my own already. <laughs>
1: I'm just telling for various you other We'll end the cheese we'll end Cheesegate right now, but I'm gonna tell you this cheese is prime for an omelet and you're just uh wasting wasting money so throwing it. What out.
2: what you're saying is that uh I'm like LeBron James. Yeah, you're whining. Yeah. Get uh, tougher, eat exactly. the cheese. Where's my purse? That's what you're <laughs> yeah, saying. Where's your man purse? You're saying put it in the damn what skillet. What you're saying is, um, yeah, I'm pretty much a pussy yeah. because I won't eat stale cheese. That's exactly. So that's what you're getting yeah, at. Saying,
1: come on, Mrenzi. Do you want to buy another brick for six ninety
2: nine or bite the bullet now? Let me juice? let me let me ask you. Um, uh, let let me ask you. Uh, how did you feel after you ate that uh, two day old <laughs> Hooters?
1: Hooters fried shrimp. That was kind of different though. <laughs> uh, cheese is one of those things that you can kind of. I don't it's, know. It's man. a different product, man. Chicken, they were sitting in a really warm studio in Las Vegas. I still eat it. Right. I,
2: Fermentation. Our boy, Steven yeah, uh, yeah. Fan Coyote, uh, tunes in from Montreal. Yeah, he knows about the cheese. It says Kazoo Marzu is created by leaving whole pecorino cheeses outside with part of the rind removed to allow the eggs of the cheese to fly and to be laid in the cheese. A female cassi can lay more than 500 eggs at once. Mm. The eggs hatch, and then the larvite begins to eat the cheese. The acid from the maggots' digestive systems break down the cheese fats, making the texture of the cheese soft. By the time it's ready for consumption, a typical Kazumarza will contain thousands of maggots. So you're calling me the king
1: maggot? (laughs) I couldn't care less about the maggot struggling. <laughs> well, I, you know what? This That's is a whole different type of cheese.
2: This is, this, this is cheddar. This is actually an upgrade from last Friday when you ate your tongue. Correct. It was seven days ago. Actually, let's reminisce. Sam it's, it's the, the, the Cannibal. It's now the, it's yeah, cheese. It's the one week anniversary. had poor Corey Parson had to step up for you. Sorry, Corey, you but it was bleeding,
1: I mean, buddy. I would have come to do the show if my like my, Cam, tom, Cam, my tongue wouldn't stop
2: bleeding. Cam was sitting in a in a in a hospital room for hours a LeBron James' uh, handbag.
1: Ooh, ooh. Hey, I toughed it up for the show. I did no, You did. Now you, you did. Tell you tell me did. what kind of guy you could say. You did. You, you no, did. You say what you want about me, but when push comes to shove, I did a three-hour radio show with blood gushing down my mouth. I would have done it. You didn't do anything I wouldn't have done. That, but <laughs> my my point is, I'm not trying to compare myself. to you. I'm saying no other guy that you work
5: with. No, I done appreciate. It at
1: all. Oh no. No, I no. was bleeding. I went through, like, Man, I, I
2: lost pints of blood. I've got to tell you something. Over the years, there's definitely been a, a decline in toughness of media personalities. You think? Yeah. I remember, like, in the old days on the radio, to miss a show, you'd have to be in the hospital. No, it had to be pretty significant. Like, listen, yeah, my wife's in the hospital. I broke my leg You know what I mean? It had to be something. Mild heart attack. Nowadays, it doesn't feel well. Yeah, sniffles. Remember we walked into the Fantasy Sport Television Network every day. It was a ghost town. Oh, he's he's got a cold. Yeah,
1: he's got the sniffles. He's got
2: a cold. Here's a a tip. He's got a cold. I got an idea. Why don't you take a shot of brandy and some NyQuil? I've got a moan. I probably got like 99 things wrong with me. I'm like Mr. Burns. Yeah. I've got like so many things wrong with me that um, they're all battling to get through the
1: door. Yep, I agree 100%. I used to date a girl,s Like Bird said, so what you're yep. saying is I'm, I'm invincible. Exactly. I used to date a girl whose grandfather would only eat processed stuff. White bread and rich, like nothing. Whatever. You know what he lived to, Gabe? 97. See, Stooch.
2: Stooch is our boy Stooch. What up, Stooch? Our boy Stooch is onto something here. You should have been on that TV show, Fear Factor. How, you would have done well. You know what I wouldn't have done. what 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 what
1: thing on fear factor would have freaked you out the stunt at the end? I don't care about I don't care about the See, food. I would have been the opposite. I could eat testicles, bulls, anything like you put it in front of me, I'll eat it. You know what the problem is? If you put me in a tank full of snakes, I'd have a heart attack and no, die. I can't, uh, you can't go in a tank of snakes either. I can't go in the, on the set with the tank. No, I, I, I know <laughs> you don't understand. Sna- if I went into a glass enclosure with snakes, I'll
2: I'm die. Not, I'm not one of these people. People always just tell me, oh, i You'd be good on Fear. I'm like, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be good on Fear Factor at all. Uh, There's no way show. in hell I'm going to get in some coffin with a bunch of rats. <laughs>
1: like <laughs> eh, That one's safer, I think, than no. the snakes.
2: And I, would, and I don't like the height stuff, I al- too. I also wouldn't be eating any of that stuff. But Stute says uh, Ro- Joe Rogan would have hated Cam on Fear Factor. Joe, okay, you guys got to eat rhinoceros dick right now. Cam, mm. any extra leftovers? Yeah, if it, yeah. I, I like to carry. So, basically. I've eaten this
1: huge thing, and now I've proven myself.
2: What about, is there a show where you could just eat nasty stuff? So, you could uh, just skip through that. Can, can You You could handle the eating the, uh, the cow's balls and stuff like that? Anything. You are Scottish, right? You have eaten haggis. Haggis? It's a treat.
1: With ha- gravy? Haggis is nasty. I love it. It's nasty. Yeah, see, that's the thing. I've trained myself. Oh, you like Vegemite, too? I'll put it if I had to eat it. I'm not going to the store and buying it.
2: Well, nobody has to eat Vegemite. Yeah. It's good for It's got a lot of nutrients in it. What do you have in your bag
1: today? I noticed it's pretty full. You yeah. seem pretty excited about it, too. Well, I know you've been ripping me and giving me old cheese, but I bought you a ice cream sandwich that I got on sale. Six for two eighty eight. It's the best sale ever. Yeah, come on now. Yeah, I got a lot of stuff, a lot of girth in the bag. <laughs> the
2: bag is big.
1: It's huge today.
2: I got hey, Florio. Can we get uh, can we get any music here? What's in Cam's bag?
1: I am gonna have one of these. I got it. What Go do on. I got?
2: All right, he's uh, he's got a uh, he's got a pilsner here. I got a whole
1: bag. I got uh, what kind of
2: beer is this? Just it's called actually, Pilsner?
1: actually pilsner. You ever seen the movie Foo with those two rockers? Yeah, they, yeah. Hey man, like giver. A, yeah, giver. It's their beer. It's actually the the That's pride of uh, Manitoba and Saskatchewan. It's a real uh, dirt bags beer. Two dollars a can for a tall boy instead of three, so I went with the Pil- I went down the Pilsner route because it's basically Molson Canadian. But it's a little bit more ghetto. All right, hit the music here, Floor. Give us uh
2: All right, so Cam pulls out a beer. Yeah, I I uh, want to treat myself another tall boy,
1: Creamore Dark. Cream Springs, Premier Lager. Yep. I have an old my old Mississippi uh, State shirt that needs to be washed. A folder with some uh, banking information, including my U.S. account, so we can get our checks direct deposit. I've decided I don't want to do that. <laughs> what? what? Keep going. <laughs> Pair of underwear. Tax purposes. Tax for, uh, old right. Old bag. Yeah. I had some really nice stuff in the bag that I got rid of. And uh, Axe deodorant. Toothbrush. <laughs> coupons, coupons, and old show notes.
2: You don't, you don't leave the house without
1: coupons. No, I don't. Because like, you
2: know, like a lot of people, like they they go out. You're like, all right, I got to make sure I have my keys. Got to make sure yeah, yeah. I got my cell phone. You never know. And Cam's like, I where, where's that uh, baggie full of coupons? You know what? It you is, never Gabe? know when you're going to be in front of a KFC or a McDonald's.
1: That's exactly. Actually, it was funny. You you got two of them right. You never know when you're <laughs> going to be in front of a KFC when I got a craving or a Dairy Queen. I love Dairy Queen. Oh, Dairy they're, Queen's they're, good. They're blizzards. And what? It's not, it's not fast food. Hey, it's fan food. It's fan I'll food. I'll tell you something. What does that mean? It means they're chicken tenders. Oh, and fries it it's are fantastic food. Yeah. It's fan food. Like, we're fans. Yeah. Fans. Go Dairy Queen. Fan food. Not fast food. Fan food. It's not fast food.
2: Camp's <laughs> yeah, crushing the pilsner. Spilling the pilsner gotta wash down the cheese game
1: but the cheese is how
2: fine. was the first alcoholic drink that you had uh,
1: mixing with the uh the blood and the tongue it actually was pretty crazy it stung a little bit <laughs> a, you saw the left side of my face it's bigger now but you, were, you said it the first two days my tongue was bigger right because it was scarred it was really hard to, I, was, I was talking like hanger a lot you know hey buddy that boy hanger, hanger. should be tuning in right now Hanger, come out to the argo game brother argo's opener <laughs> There we go. Anyway, lots of cool stuff in uh, the bag. Also a roll of toilet paper. It's on sale at the store. That that I'm going to need later. Is that in case, uh, you know, basically you find yourself on the road and you have to take a dump? There's always, great point. There's other things. (laughs) I always have. I always have in my bag. One time, people, if you're going to ever play a contest, always deodorant, a toothbrush, toothpaste, an extra pair of underwear. You named it all. And toilet paper, buddy. Never know where you're going to be. Never know. I could be at a shady racetrack or a gas station. A little disappointed. I thought you'd have more, like uh, a couple other things in there. Well, I was going to buy meat, but I'm leaving at six o'clock to do the other show. They have a great sale on steaks too. You should go uh, take a walk over here. Get out of the studio. <laughs>
2: Thank you. Another edition of What's in Cam's Bag.
1: Let's do a contest where we actually, if you like, if you get ten items, like we maybe give them like a fantasy. Uh... We give them your bag. I don't have another bag, though.
2: (laughs) My old bag. You can autograph it. And if you're a hot chick out there, you'll get another type of bag. The old Tennessee Tea bag, the old Paint Manning Special.
1: Listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions
2: Level Two. Give it up. Give it up. Give it up for my bookie. My bookie. Who? What? My bookie. Huh? Why? Who?
0: What?
2: If you play DFS and you haven't tried playing mybookie.ag player props and you're missing out, the player props uh, tool allows you to avoid sharks winning 90% of the money in DFS, invest in the players you want without salary caps, forget having to create multiple lineups, ditch the hassle of dealing with late scratches, go to mybookie.ag, open up a new account, enter promo code GTD, you're going to receive a 50% uh, deposit bonus. Let's say... um, I don't know, someone like Gary Sanchez is uh, just announced right before the game that he won't be playing. You don't have to worry about, uh, oh, no, i got to change my lineup uh, right now. Uh, you just have to worry about picking a winner in a game. Don't be a loser and eat DFS chalk and uh, three-day-old cheese. Be a winner and play MyBookie.ag Player Props. Plus, you can bet on the uh, the Triple Crown there. Go to mybookie.ag, open up an account, enter promo code GTD, receive a 50% deposit bonus. Check out the uh, player props tools and uh, choose your player prop and collect your winnings. It's mybookie.ag, enter promo code GTD. All right. Uh, so Johnny Manziel, has been a lot of talk about Johnny Manziel. And uh, Johnny Manziel um, signing with the Hamilton Tiger Cats in the Canadian Football League. He makes his Canadian Football League debut this evening. In uh, what they call the Hammer in Hamilton, Ontario, and of course uh, last summer when we uh, we went down to Costa Rica for the IFBC, the International Football Betting Conference, Johnny Manziel was also one of the keynote speakers, and um, he hit it off uh, with the man that joins us uh, right now, and I, I don't I, I assume that they're going to be hanging out together after the uh, the debut uh, tonight, Ian Cameron, A.K. Babano who's uh, getting ready right now, probably right after this interview, is going to go over to the stadium, uh, I believe. What's going on, Babano?
5: From the barbershop to the corner store, it's like the whole city's buzzing. I came last week and the week before. (laughs) Feels like the tie cats are humming. Oh, yeah, we're humming all. We're fired up. What song was that? I don't know. It's the CRKels, Tight Cats are humming. They did that oh, song oh, about
2: oh, oh, it's a real song. Give wow. It, give us the Oski Weewee one for people that don't know.
5: And uh, linking it to the football team and it's been it's a it's a good song actually. I'm not a huge Arkells fan even though they're a local band, but that song was great.
2: What's the uh, what's the chant? Oski Wiwi, Oski Wee, Tiger Oski
5: Wiwi, Oski Wawa. Holy Mackinac, Tigers eat them raw. raw. That's the one.
2: <laughs> that's good stuff. See, you got to teach all that stuff to big man on campus. Yeah, that's his new team. So yeah, he can all exactly. you know, the, the team uh, chants. You know what the uh, the uh, ch- team chant for the Montreal Alouettes is? Call we this Ty neck. Yeah. <laughs> we blow. We blow. <laughs> that's that's the uh, that's the uh, that's the slogan for the Alouettes. Call this Ty Brown neck. Uh, so the. Um, the Hamilton Tiger Cats are two-point favorites in this football game up tonight. To th-
1: up to three.
2: Oh, it's climbing right now. Yep. Uh, Jude Jones basically stated that, you know, Manziel's going to get some playing time because he wants to see. There's only two preseason games. It seems pretty much entrenched that Masoli's his guy, is the starter. Uh, but Manziel is not just a, not just Hamilton. This is, you know, this is this one of the first steps back to redemption for Johnny Manziel. And, not just the Hamilton Tiger Cat fans and CFL fans will be watching Manzel tonight. A lot of people will be curious to see how he looks uh, in in a in live uh, live football game. And then you got James Franklin on the other side, who's a pretty good uh, quarterback as well. He should be getting some playing time tonight. What do you think of the game from a betting perspective, Abano?
5: Yeah, there are lines out there. Bet three six five's got them. Uh, five dimes, a couple other spots. They are. Uh, CFL preseason lines on all three of the games taking place tonight. There's been movement on the Hamilton one, actually. I'm looking at it right now. The money line for them is now minus 165. So it has gone up. People are, you know, probably flocking a little to Hamilton because of the Manzel factor, total of 52. I played a fun parlay, you know, just entertainment. I'm at the game. Let's put a bet on it kind of thing. I had the Hamilton money line with over 52 in this game because there actually could be some points. Normally in the preseason, I'm a little worried when it comes to offense, but June Jones hinted in practice this week he may try to run some up tempo at times uh, a little faster pace at times in this game tonight so something to watch out for and from a hamilton quarterback standpoint they're looking like they're in decent shape vernon adams won't play uh, he was banged up earlier in training camp they're going to rest him they'll get him in there next week hopefully but you've got jeremiah Masoli who's going to play a couple of drives johnny Manziel for most of the first half maybe even into the third quarter after that bryant moniz who is no slouch has been around for a very long time University of Hawaii quarterback was at Calgary with the Stampeders for a bit. And then you've got uh, Dane Evans, the Tulsa quarterback who might see time at the end of this game. So Hamilton's got quarterbacks that can, I think, make plays against backup defenders. And, you know, Toronto's going to have mostly James Franklin, who's a guy that with plenty of CFL starting experience in Edmonton. Dakota Prukop is a guy who's seen the field briefly for Toronto as well. So uh, I think they'll be able to put up a few points, maybe more than you get from backup offenses. So Hamilton... Uh, I took them in the the over as well, 52. I like where you're
2: going with that. I brought it up earlier. So far, the favorites are 2-0 in the two CFL preseason games against the spread. Both games have stayed under the number, uh, but just barely did that Edmonton game stay under the number last week. I I feel the same way, Babano, about the Argonaut and the Tycat game. Now, earlier in the morning when I was capping, I looked and there was an Argo-Tycat line earlier in the day. But uh, Edmonton and Winnipeg, there wasn't. And now BC and Calgary, there wasn't earlier. But now I see them. And uh, Merrill brought it up earlier with BC getting nine and a half. Edmonton, they already played a game. And they looked pretty good, Babano, on Sunday night against Saskatchewan. I watched that football game. Do you think it's an advantage for them playing against Winnipeg? They already have a game under their belt. Or, or, because the fact is, Jason Moss really doesn't seem to care about the preseason that much. But Edmonton just have a lot of ballers, a lot of talent battling to make the team. I'm sort of thinking Cam and uh, Babano that Edmonton already playing a game is a big advantage against Winnipeg uh, coming into tonight.
5: Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. But the problem is they had a lot of their big start, a lot of their starters played last weekend, and from what I'm seeing, there's going to be nothing but inexperienced green faces on both sides of the football here for Edmonton from start to finish tonight. So this could be one of those let's just yeah. evaluate the depth kind of spots here. For Jason Moss in Edmonton, from what I've read. Uh, so it's a tough one, this one for me.
1: It's a high total. It, look, take a look at that. I 55. Think the Hamilton-Toronto game is a total of 52, which could go over. But Babano, 55 for a feeling out game? It seems a little bit high, high to me. Edmonton and, I think and Saskatchewan. Gonna take you the under.
2: On, Edmonton and Saskatchewan on Sunday was 50, uh, 15 and a half, and yep. it got to 50.
5: Yeah, <laughs> I think it is a bit high. I agree, Cam. I think it is a bit high at 55. I mean, uh, I think it's going to be a very vanilla type of game for Edmonton especially. I think Winnipeg, Mike O'Shea might try to do something a little bit more extravagant. You know, it's a home game for the Blue Bombers. So uh, I'd lean Winnipeg and lean probably under.
1: What about, the, we were even talking about this. I get it. BC, Calgary's uh, one of the cream, they're the cream of the crop. Nine and a half. Like, I almost like blindly am going to put money on BC and just hope for the best. But Nine and a half at a preseason game. That's a lot of points.
5: I agree with this one. I mean, from what I've read in Calgary's local papers, the Herald, the Sun, all those local uh, publications there, this is not a big-time proof-it game for Dave Dickinson, and from what I've read, they're going with a very, very inexperienced group tonight. I don't even think Bo Levi Mitchell's going to see a snap tonight uh, in this football game for Calgary, yet here they are put out there as nine-and-a-half-point uh, home favorites here in this game. That's a little dubious to me as well. I think that's a little... A little bit high. You know, I think BC come the regular season is going to be a chance to be better this year because that offensive lineman they got back is going to be a big time benefit for Jennings. It's put up or shut up time for uh, John Jennings this year. He's now got a much better offensive line. Uh, to play behind this season, if this doesn't, if this isn't the year where it comes together for Jonathan Jennings. It probably never will. But yeah, I think it's a lot of points. You gotta have a damn good reason to lay nine and a half in any preseason game, CFL, NFL, or otherwise. And I'm not sure I've got any sort of reason with Calgary here.
2: And you know what? Yeah. You're exactly right, guys. I'm I'm fired up for these games now. I'm, I'm not clicking. No, I know I mean, that's the it's, thing. it's exciting now. The thing is, the Calgary Stampeders, You know, they have a mission to win a Grey Cup. We know what their mission is. This isn't you know. This isn't important to them tonight. The BC Lions, Wally Bono. This is his last year. He's he's tired. Former
1: Calgary guy going back. Well, he's tired of
2: getting embarrassed. He wants. They want to set a tempo early of a of a competitive nature with the BC Lions. And uh, here it is, right here, Wally Bono stating that Jonathan Jennings is going to play the first quarter of this football game, and then uh, Cody Farharjo, who we're talking about, former Nevada Wolfpack players on the Argonauts last year. He's good. He'll get uh, he'll get a bulk in a playing time, and they got a new guy, a uh, kid that they want to look at, uh, Ricky Lloyd. Ricky Lloyd State. out of
5: Minnesota State. Exactly right. Yep, yep. Right. I, yeah, I read so. they want to evaluate these guys. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's you got to either take BC or you, you got to leave nine it alone. And a half.
2: Yeah, it's too many points. You got to take the nine and a half. The Edmonton, the Edmonton Winnipeg one is kind of tricky. Under. But with everybody being out of the game for for Edmonton as you stating, I could see Winnipeg getting it done tonight. And and the total is a little bit high there as well, but I'm going to take the uh, the nine and a half in the in the nightcap here out, out west here. We're totals forty-seven and a half, little, little, little. Yeah, I just want to take the nine and a half. Yeah, it's a little <laughs> sharp. All right, Pabano. So uh, NHL hockey tomorrow looks like Kuznetsov. We don't really know for sure, but Kuznetsov uh, practiced today, uh, which is um, good news, and he was practicing pretty much at full speed. He wasn't laboring. <laughs> So they never announce anything in hockey. Yeah, they're so secretive. But, Upper body, lower body. But long story short, Kuznetsov was flying around out there today. I would expect him to play tomorrow. I think the ball, you pick Vegas, I think it's seven before. And, you know, it. it's going to be a long series. But I've got uh, I've got the Capitals winning, so I don't really have a choice but to lock down with a cap. But, man, Vegas is going to be that desperate team tomorrow. Who are you taking tomorrow, Banner? Are you going to take the desperate Vegas Knights?
5: You will not see me betting against Vegas off a loss period that's that's that just will not happen and that will absolutely not happen with a team that's laying a price as a favorite here uh it's vegas for me all the way here uh in fact it's going to be a pretty strong substantial opinion of mine here for game three uh this is a team that just doesn't lose two in a row this is a goalie and Mark Andre Fleury that is 14 and two in his last 16 starts off a loss. This is a goalie that's 16 and four for the season off a loss. This is a team that consistently, with Gerard Gallant, makes adjustments, tweaks the lines, makes adjustments with their line combinations to get the right result the next game. I think you're going to see Gallant make a few changes, try to balance the scoring a little bit more. It's a team that's now not scared of going on the road and winning on the road. Just ask the Winnipeg Jets. And one more thing, everyone's talking about the long travel, which Vegas isn't used to well they flew out there yesterday they have two full days to acclimatize themselves with washington with the eastern time zone and oh yeah it's a 505 p.m pacific time start here on saturday night no different than the start times of games one and two no issues whatsoever for vegas from a travel or situational standpoint we'll be on the nights in game three
1: Babano throwing it down I, I, I bought on Washington in the series at plus 210 so I'm, I'm not I'm not going on anything against the Capitals even with the injuries Babano but one thing I've noticed on the totals for both games you've been on the over five and a half, five and, a half and, five and a half. First game flies over other game it was un- unbelievable that it stayed under I will say one thing and look at the caliber of saves these goaltenders made so I'd have to believe not just Vegas on the side you'd be thinking uh, maybe over even if it is in Washington or do you think that uh,
5: it's, it's a tricky cam with the total i'm very lukewarm on this total if i play it i'd look over five and a half but and the but, but by the way these first two games of this series there's been more than enough quality shots quality scoring chances for both of these games to go over game two it was very uh unfortunate for over that it didn't go over because Braden hope was phenomenal uh, in the third period of that game the stick save on tuck to preserve that lead more than enough chances to put that game over you're not betting an under i think in this series guys based on based Based on the pace of play and the scoring chances generated, you're not betting an under because these teams can't generate offense because they are. They generated a ton of offense in the first two games. You're betting an under because you think the goalies can can absolutely steal a game and steal an under for you. And both of them are capable of doing that, Holpe and Flurry. But nevertheless, if I'm going to look at the total five and a half, I'd probably still go over because the chances are there. It's just a matter of will the finish be there.
1: well said, yeah. I can tell you one thing, guys, too. That, that first goal, the first goal that we lost with Washington, I'm not doing those bets again. I'd rather do first-period plays in them because then the dog, like say you take Vegas in the next game, right, Bobano, you can even do the half-puck line probably laying about 60 or 70 cents there. It's a high, you're a winner, whereas a, a lot of the time it's a coin flip. So more, more, more first-period plays rather than uh, first-goal plays for me. That burned my ass that last game.
5: Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, th- I think the early part of this game could be a little bit tight, tentative, but I think it'll open up. I think second period over in game, if it starts out slow, that might be something I'm interested in.
2: All right, but Banna, we got a couple of minutes left. So NBA basketball, uh, re- exciting game last night. More drama what? than a lot of people expected. I thought it was sort of going to be an anticlimactic, um, you know, finals, uh, but there was a lot of intensity. They, these two teams clearly don't like each other. I mean, four years in a row that they played in the finals. After the break, we'll talk about um, Robert Littell just uh, posted the tweet with the graphic of what happened last night with Steph Curry and LeBron late in the game when LeBron sort of pushed him out of the way and they were talking and Curry was sort of smiling and were laughing and whatever. So, Littell, basically, LeBron told him to go F himself. He said, get the F out of my face when Curry was trying to joke around with him in a moment, but... You know, LeBron was all wired up. Um, the spread's 11-and-a-half, so it was 12-and-a-half last night immediately after the game of Bano when we were talking to Teddy, but it's come down one point right now to 11-and-a-half. Like Cam said, man, it's hard to take Golden State and lay, lay the points right now. It's not like they're they're a covering machine.
5: Yeah, it's You know what, Teddy, and Te- you mentioned Teddy. Teddy said it to me a couple days ago that, you know, Cleveland – he feels the series might just be a little bit mispriced. And if it's it's anything like game one, maybe it is because here's golden state again, laying a huge number, you know, LeBron, we've got to start thinking about the fact that maybe LeBron James can have this team right in every game in this series. If he plays anything close to the level, he did in game one, the one issue I had and why I liked Cleveland a lot in game one, LeBron at that rest time, he had a little bit of downtime coming off the, the Boston series since Sunday playing on a Thursday much fresher now you're not going to have quite as many days between games you're still at least going to get two Thursday to Sunday instead of Thursday to Saturday is big for LeBron considering the workload he had last night so the extra day does help but you just worry as this series goes along that LeBron's gas tank just gets lower and lower and lower and quite frankly at this point in time they're going to need him at his absolute best to have any shot I'm concerned a little mentally after such a brutal brutal loss last night but I, I agree that it's still too many points. If I had to bet it in game two, I'd still look toward Cleveland one more time.
2: I think it'll go over. I think it'll be – I think both both offenses start to open it up a bit here as well. All right, we've got to get out of here. Babano, enjoy the game tonight. We'll be looking for you on television. Hopefully you streak, I, you run on the field, <laughs> do something crazy.
5: Yeah, look out. Yeah, Nudian on the way. I'm uh, looking forward to it. I'll be out of here in ten minutes to the stadium, so it should be a great night. Thanks, guys.
2: Find the uh, videos over at sportsportsreview.com's YouTube page. Game type of decisions, get interviews.
3: Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. 844- 4 FNTSY. That's 844 843 6879. The Fancy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source 24 hours a day.
2: Our patio got so hot this summer, we couldn't use it. Sunsetter, I approve. Me too. Try a backyard. I get the sunsetter. I'm gonna tell you something. If you have a backyard, don't be a loser and eat the sun's chalk. Get a sunsetter. <laughs> the sun's chalk is strong. Ninety percent of the people get burned by the
1: sun's rays. Don't be a loser. Sunsetter. I got. I need a sunsetter for my place, because, Marantz. You know, I sweat a lot. You know, you
2: know what? We should see if we get you a deal for the, sunset. yeah, the I'll sunsetter. The talk- sunsetter. Your place is tailor-made for a Sunsetter.
1: Oh, no, shit. I got a backyard barbecue. I need that thing to go over you've to got the fence. You got
2: the nice backyard, but... Uh, yeah. it's, actually, no, the backyard... You don't even have the table
1: with the umbrella, do you? That's what I'm talking about. My backyard basically is a couple ti Like, it's not even a real backyard. It's like 20 feet. Like, you can have a couple buddies drinking beers, but you can't have a party there. But I can have well, a spot. Could. Of course you can, basically, because you don't have a sunset. Yeah, that's, ta- that's what I'm talking about. If I get the Sunsetter right over there to the fence, I have a tarped party, and I can rock that area hard. Man the Filipino dudes and the Polish
2: guys would be coming over all the time. They want to hang out under the the sunset or play cards. Hey, Cam, you don't have to come to my garage anymore. Yeah, these poor guys (laughs) are sitting in a hot garage. They could come sit in your backyard in the sunset. You
1: should have seen them the other night. They had a big game going. Their buddy came in from out of town. They're always like, you hear nothing at night, but I keep my window open because you know me, Gabe. I sweat a lot, so I got to keep that cool breeze coming in. And all I hear is the Filipinos in the garage laughing. They had a wicked game going. You know what they did? They set it up, too. They got TV in there, too, so they got the playoff games the hockey the basketball it's like a too bad we, it's like a sports book if they just put a little table with felt there i'd suggest a blackjack yeah, if tournament they, if they
2: had food you'd never leave that's very true all right so major league baseball the same thing you talked about you came close to hitting a big big uh, uh, parlay great,
1: great nights in baseball the last few days want to keep the train rolling big parlay uh, last <laughs> night uh, yeah. cleveland indians
2: and the minnesota twins continue um Bad beat uh, last night.
1: It's okay, but yeah, no, I know I should have taken. If I took Minnesota plus one and a half, I would have won. But anyway, it is what it is, right? I would have won on ten dollars. It it's like eight hundred something You can't get parlay. discouraged.
2: Just keep firing no, I'm, away. I'm
1: firing away. I know what I do now. I do little things: two game parlays, <laughs> three game parlays, <laughs> round robins. Do it for a little bit. If of money. you're doing
2: it, play it. Do it for like a month, and I'm telling you, you'll hit it a couple of times, right? You just can't get like. D- our, direly upset. Our boy frustrated.
1: Garner used to do that. He used to like patiently attack the book, remember? Like down a hundred, down two hundred, three, and then boom, he hits that parlay for a couple dimes. Hello, how you doing? You're right back in the game. He plays four team baggers. So good, there were never more. It was always four. Yeah, four. you know, he didn't do six or eight. He did four.
2: Four. Four's a good number. I know he harassed me every Sunday morning to get his bench <laughs> for Gabe. the last two years.
1: I know exactly. I'm sure it'll
2: happen again. Yeah. Like,
1: hey, Gabe, I haven't talked to you in a the while. The only
2: way is like if I move out of town, but even then, he's he'll, done he'll, it. He'll find you. Yeah, yeah like even in another town, he'll be like, "Oh, just get it in. We'll worry about it later." Uh, Marucci, it's NFL season. Uh, one of the hottest teams in baseball right now, the uh, the Cleveland Indians. They've won eight of their last uh, ten baseball games uh, tonight. Carrasco's
1: on the hill, and Carrasco's actually been struggling. I like uh, Minnesota. A bit. I like Minnesota tonight. I wouldn't advise uh, it's not going to be a popular play. I think that's a weird line. I know Carrasco, great point by you. Carrasco's struggling. He's not uh, pitching like an ace right now. They're they're late 25 cents. I'm getting 5 to 10 cents with Minnesota. Sign me up.
2: The Indians have lost uh, Carrasco's uh, three. Um, He's only won three of his last eight starts. So the last eight times Carrasco's been on the hill. This is something I like to look at. A lot of people look at the pitching record. Uh, of of the, you know, and we all know, I mean, obviously on the Fantasy Sports uh, Radio Network, I know people that are tuning in right now really don't respect wins and losses at all, uh, actually. Right. They think it's actually a meaningless stat when it comes to pitchers, uh, but, and I get it, I, I I do get it because the baseball numbers can be very deceptive. A pitcher, man, you know, look at Alex Wood on the Dodgers. Alex one on the Dodgers pitching pretty good. I mean, he's, a, it,
1: he's a hard
4: luck
2: case. The guy's giving up three runs or less and two runs or less and basically like, you know, 80, 90% of his starts. You can't buy a win because they just never freaking score when he pitches for some reason. There's some guys and there's other guys that have ERAs of like 5 yeah, 2 yet it, they're 5 and 2. Exactly, because their teams put up a, a yeah. crooked numbers for them. You know, for some reason, somebody always hits a grand slam when they pitch. So, you know, it is the law of averages. But I don't think you can overlook what happens with a team's one-loss record in the game. Not the pitcher itself, but in the game. What's the team's record when this guy is pitching? Because oftentimes, a win-loss record won't be a true indication, but, you know, the pitcher can put the the bullpen in a bad spot, and then they end up taking a loss uh, later in the game. So, I do believe that how pitchers... Mark Lawrence is big on this as well. You'll see Mark Lawrence in his playbook will often talk about team starts. Not so much, so you'll see... You know, Carlos so Carlos Carrasco. I'm not saying that Carlos Carrasco is three and five in his last eight starts, but what I'm saying is the Cleveland Indians are three and five in his last Class eight starts. starts. Exactly. You know, they've played eight games. They've only won three times the last game, and that sort of gets into players' heads a bit, Cam. Right? They're aware. They're not writing this stuff down, but it's sort of just like it's like us betting. You just sort of know things, so. Players sort of know, ah, oh, shit, man. We always lose when this guy pitches. Yeah, it's, it sort of gets in a team's head, a, it's right? It's a bad mental vibe to be going into a game. With there, no one's going to say it publicly, also, but they know. They'll be like, man, we always lose
1: when Carrasco pitches, yeah. right? No, good point. They're not stupid, the players. They're aware. And also, also think about this too. Minnesota lost last night, but they're a confident team saying, we were down 8 nothing with our gas can over there. Barrios on the hill yeah, tonight. Yeah, Barrios is a good pitcher. They came back with eight runs against the Indians to lose that game 9-8. You don't think Minnesota thinks they can get runs off a pitcher that hasn't been pitching well? Sure, the Indians are a better team, but I'm getting a home team, I think a desperate you know form, what's crazy though? plus money.
2: Carrasco pitched his best game of the year. Against Minnesota? Yeah, it was the game that yeah. was in Puerto Rico. And you remember, everybody was worried. It was a good pitching matchup, but everybody was worried about uh, oh, because the park, you know, that Puerto Rican park there is smaller, and uh, the weather and the humidity, et cetera. The ball would fly out, and ended up being a low-scoring game. It was two-one. He threw a uh, seven scoreless uh, innings uh, in that baseball game. So you're you're betting on the Twins tonight.
1: I am. It's on the it's on the baseball
2: card. One of the colder uh, teams in Major League Baseball on the hill tonight. We were talking about it earlier from a DFS stack. Andrew Kashner and the Baltimore Orioles are on the uh the hill. Um Cashner 2 and 6 with a 507 earned run average. Nothing deceptive about that. In his last start he gave up 11 hits and 5 earned runs against the Tampa Bay Rays. Now he's got to face that uh, powerful Yankee lineup tonight, Cam. I, know, like,
1: I like the Yankees. You know what? I'm not laying the juice with the Yankees, but I do like the over in the baseball game. There's not a pitching change from before. As for Kashner, he's going to get hit hard by the yeah, Yankees. Gray's not Gray. But you know what? Gray's horrible too. He's been, he, he's been lit up in his starts. Baltimore at home is a team that knows how to score runs, but they also give up a lot of runs. 10 seems like a very low number to me with the power sticks of the Yankees and the O's. I told you I like Machado. Bird from a DFS standpoint. Gardner put a lot of Yankees in your lineup. Sign me up, Gabe. I like over 10 runs with the game, I don't want to lay it down with Gray, but I like the Yankees, but I'm all over cheap, 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 the Orioles and Yankees getting over 10.
2: VegasInsider.com is a great website uh, for baseball trends and uh, gaming trends. Paul Bovey, of course, uh, joins us uh, from Vegas Insider. Mark Lawrence uh, gives picks over there as well. Uh, The um, Toronto Blue Jays, On uh, one of the bigger overruns right now in Major League Baseball. Six, one and one to the over. Their
1: starters suck. Their
2: last eight games on the road. The Toronto Blue Jays have allowed at least five runs in uh, five of their last eight road games hard to win baseball games
1: when you're giving up a five spot every night that's another game you'd look at the over towards Jaime Garcia is pitching for the Jays tonight that guy can absolutely get rocked the Detroit Tigers going hardy that's not that's not good news either the both teams are going to get theirs I like Detroit in this situation the thing about the Tigers is they've actually been a little bit underrated everyone thought they're going to no, be one of the worst teams good in baseball. baseball they are playing good baseball right now and, they're on a run and the Jays are not playing good baseball hey I'm betting against this team I'm not going to be a homer and just going to go down with the ship and bet the Jays. No, I'm taking the Tigers tonight at minus 15. That game is also on the card. I had that one like it's locked and loaded. I'm ready to go. Tigers
2: are uh, actually in second place in the division. They're, they're playing good. They're feeling good about themselves right now. And There's uh, a lot of good hitters. Yeah, including Miguel Cabrera, who comes back tonight. Perfect. Miguel, Miguel Cabrera comes back tonight. Hardy hasn't been terrible, actually, as of late. Uh, Tigers on a little bit of a roll. This game, to me, listen—the Blue Jays and the uh, and the Tigers have been rivals for a long time. You know, Cam, it's going to be a close game. It'll be drama.
1: You know Man. what the Blue Jays have a history of doing in Detroit, though. Having a nice game, a lead, and pissing it away late, the Tigers find. a they way They always to have, seem to lose. Yeah, that's they do, and they know what they do. Detroit wins late. The Blue Jays closer will implode. There'll be implode. a bunch it's of a, Blue Jay fans oh, though tonight. A bunch of yeah. drunk guys from Windsor going over there. Hey, I'm at Comerica. You know, you know, it's going to be a very interesting <laughs> spot there. And no offense, Tiger fan might take Blue Jay fan and put him in a pretzel. I'm on uh, Detroit tonight. The home team playing good ball. They're not going to be as happy when these Jays fans come because their team's playing good ball. It's not going to be a friendly little ballpark.
2: I miss that. Uh, I miss that fence, man. In the old days. I do too. Oh yeah, it's amazing. Like the, the fence. <laughs> <laughs> it
5: was awesome.
2: Everybody. That was a, a real fence. cool old stadium. Oh, man. it that was, was, man. Old school. Yeah, but like, like I said, Harvey hasn't been terrible. He's one and zero with a two point seven zero earned run average. Uh, the thing is, you know, it's he. He doesn't go long, right? He's never pitched more than five innings in his major league baseball career uh before. I mean he's a reliever this guy. Yes. So you know you're gonna get a couple yeah. innings out of If he of, gets
1: five five, five innings, six innings and uh, I don't
2: know, man. The blue jays are kind of a train wreck. You know, I don't it's hard to back these guys. Okay. How do you how Josh do you, Donaldson's coming back tonight?
1: Who cares? <laughs> look, at the, look at the rest of their lineup who scares you in that I lineup? don't trust Garcia I don't trust anybody in the Blue Jays lineup Kevin Pillar was off to the best start of his career but he's never been a hitter for average Teoscar Hernandez is like your deep threat up and down, Smoke's not going to have Castellanos Listen, is, is on fire oh, okay, now Castellanos hits bombs and another thing is Take a look at these guys on the Jays. They don't have, like, like I, I'm not scared of anybody in their lineup. It's hard to sustain, Gabe, like, big innings, crooked numbers. Nobody scares you there. All these guys are, like, off to, like, hotter starts, and they're still not doing anything. They are not a good baseball team. I got a problem because I like every damn game.
2: I'm, you know.
1: Well, time to go see... Uh, no,
2: I can't. I'm, Chad? No, uh, oh, no. Shane? Shane! Shane! <laughs>
1: Shane, I forgot about postal worker, Shane.
2: Postal worker, employee, Shane, Shane. Shane,
1: Shane, I just want to
2: send this letter to Japan. It's funny because I went last night and was, it was the Asian chick. there uh, was business. like six people in line. It took like two minutes. Bang, 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 she's bang. A,
1: she's efficient. Shane's a, I hate to say it, Shane's the type of guy I don't want to run to at the airport going through my <laughs> oh. documents. He'll find something he doesn't like and I'm not getting on the plane. Nice guy. A nice guy, though. Nice guy, though. Okay. Man, I like a lot of. Baseball I know games. I I can bet what games you like off the top of my head. You like the Nationals with Strasburg only laying forty cents against the Atlanta Braves. It almost seems too good to be true. Mike Florio, yeah, I
2: think it's Florio. Actually, we have an anonymous. Uh, we have a G chat today here with uh, the boys in the booth. Yeah,
1: what's he saying?
2: He says Randy Johnson, when he was with the Yankees, had like an ERA over five and eighteen wins. That's what I'm saying.
1: Yeah, because they could rake for
2: him. Yeah, like win loss record means nothing. But when you're if you're a gambler though, Mike, if you're a gambler. I totally get it. When you're breaking down a pitcher, you can look at a guy that's, oh, he's 5-1. He must be good. Not really. It's like, no, I mean, he could be freaking lucky. You know, you, know, you got to read between the numbers and see what's going on here. But if you're betting, it is significant what the team's record is when this guy starts. There's a pattern to this. Look, Clayton Kershaw has only won 20 games once in his career. Uh, Didn't even get to 21, eight, over 18 once. No run support. Where I'm going with this is, the Dodgers are like forty-seven and five. The last fifty-two times he started, with the exception of last night, because you know the umpires are
1: stupid and Buddy didn't touch
2: home plate. <laughs>
1: but whatever. I should have taken <laughs> was the was Phillies the as night? a I damn. Yeah, I was should yesterday. have taken the Phillies as a damn dog. They were a good value play last night, but it did go under shadows. Yeah, it ended up. It ended up under uh, the shadows. Two to one final. I'm gonna tell you something, Gabe, and uh, you gotta. I'll, I'll be a man and say you know the White Sox stuff, whatever. But my Another team that is very high on who have been really good to me. White are the Sox are losing. San-, no, no. San Diego Padres are 25 and 33 now. Their wins total was nothing. They're, they're beating up on bad teams now. They're doing their job. Tonight against Cincinnati, I'll tell you one thing. This Lockett kid, I think they're calling him up. Great, good numbers. What's to tell me? Sure, the Reds might win a game or two, but the Padres are turning into a real baseball team. They got a deep farm system, and they're not the clowns that they were before. I believe in this team. They've been making me units. I believe in
2: the Mariners. And I also believe yeah. in the Brewers. The Brew Crew. Um, so tonight, the Tampa Bay Rays taking on the um, Seattle Mariners. Mike Leak uh, pitching this evening. Uh, but the Tampa Bay Rays are starting uh, Romo. That Sergio Romo. Yeah, the Tony, former, former, t- for, Tony, Tony. He's what? a golfer, football analyst, <laughs> and, and now he's what? a pitcher. Oh, Tony. Yeah, yeah, Tony. What's the goddamn line say, Tony. Uh, Sergio Romo. he yeah, used to be the
1: Giants' closer.
2: All right, so yeah, get this. He's making his fifth start, Cam. <laughs> All right?
1: Yep. that's he's, written.
2: He's making his uh, fifth uh, fifth start. He hasn't lasted more than four outs in any of his last four starts. No.
1: Sergio Romo, when he was with the Giants, <laughs> was their setup man slash closer for a while. Like he is not is, a starting
2: pitcher. This is like tonight, the Tampa Bay Rays, like they're basically going to be using five or seven pitchers or something. You gotta like the Mariners to that. I, 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 like if Romo what if they're gonna be they're hoping Romo gives
1: them three innings. Yeah, I mean the guy doesn't get more to pass like four batters. Let me tell outs. you let, let me tell you something. I haven't put this game on the card yet, but when you really look at it, you're finding value with a favorite. It's Ser- only minus one thirty five. It's kinda weird. Sergio Romo has an, a whip. Of one point six four.
2: Man, it's not good. Leaky roof. 1. It's a good 94. ERA. That's not a good win. No, no.
1: His ERA is six point three three to Leak's four point nine three. But Leak has at least had a couple. Like he, he'll sprinkle in a good start now and then. Then we talk about the Mariners' bats. Gene Segura is on some kind of cosmos level. Like I don't know what he's eating or drinking, but he has just been ripping it up. I'm telling you, you're right. If, you know if what? They though? knock Romo out early. It's a good spot. You
2: know what? We're talking about the wins and the losses and the chaos and the the randomness of baseball. This is the So this is the fifth time they've done this. It's a start by bullpen committee, et cetera. They don't have a starter. Their bullpen is the starter tonight. Yes. They're 2-2 two and two doing this. They've won twice and they've lost twice, even though freaking Romo never gets past four outs. <laughs> tells you their uh, guys in the middle, the mop-up guys, are doing good mo- heavy-duty no, work. You know what it tells you? It tells you that, once again, I was right. Like, as I was saying <laughs> off the top of the program... <laughs> Don't load up on a specific baseball game, man, because baseball is merry-go-round Russian roulette, bro. Yeah, it is. Put the same amount on every game every night. You start, oh, I really like this game. I'm going to go Sunday Night
1: Baseball. I'm going to put 400 on it instead of the 75 bucks. You're going to end up losing. Lesson: how did we get into trouble before you gave me the big speech about my mistakes? It was the Sunday night game where I went hard and <laughs> lost and went all in, all in what after the Sunday Jets Night lost. Baseball game? So, yes, and then... It's what we talk about. Since that point, I've been nickel and diming the same unit plays, hitting a little parlays, hitting some round robins game. It's taking a while, but grinding, grinding 100 here, 200 here, chip away. I'm like, I'm a beaver, a beaver that just doesn't eat cheese, three day old cheese. I'm eating like the tree right now and it's going to fall down. I'm telling you, I'm going to work my ass off to get back. Stay consistent. You're right. Baseball don't fluctuate and go balls deep on games, it's a bad recipe but you can make, make a lot of money bet baseball. You get on
2: good grooves. But uh, speaking of which, I really do like the Cubs tonight <laughs> against against Mike Florio's New York Mets. And Chatwood's
1: uh, not that great.
2: And speaking of... Wheeler, uh,
1: Wheeler's been hit hard. Dude,
2: Wheeler's terrible. Look, look so at, look speaking it. of records, the Mets are 0-4 in Wheeler's last four home starts. See, Chatwood's whip. The, uh, the Mets are winless in Wheeler's last five outings. He's given up 18 runs. 1.76. Chadwood will be fine. He'll be
3: fine. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fancy Sports Radio Network app. 844- 844-FNTSY That's 844-843-6879 The Fancy Sports Radio Network Your free fantasy source 24 hours a day
2: Want to win uh, two tickets to a 2018 World Series game? Go to dailyrodo.com/dkms. You'll find a link to a free DFS baseball contest every day. Contest sponsored by DKMS. Looking for your help in a fight against blood cancer. For many patients, a bone marrow transplant is the best chance for survival. Thirty percent of patients can find a matching donor in their family. Seventy percent, nearly fourteen thousand each year, must rely on a benevolent stranger to step up and donate. Find out how you. Can help and uh, play free DFS contests with a shot of winning two tickets to a 2018 World Series baseball game. Go to dailyroto.com DKMS. That's dailyroto.com
1: DKMS. I wish a benevolent stranger would leave me some money. That would be a real good start.
2: Well, considering <laughs> how much you drink, you'll probably uh, need a. Uh, what? You'll need a benevolent an organ.
1: stranger to give yeah. me a, a, an organ. Yeah,
2: you'll probably you'll probably be in need at some point of somebody's body part. A kidney? Well, you've already lost part of your tongue, so That's true. it's true.
1: As Cannibal Cam, you know, it's I got a lot more problems than
2: a tongue. It's a start. So money's starting to come yep. in on the Yankees here this evening, and with good reason. We were talking about it. Uh, Kashner, somewhat uh, somewhat flammable oh very flammable now we talked about numbers and what the numbers mean now let's get into some of these crazier numbers and uh, we'll see if cam uh, what cam's opinion is what cam's opinion is whether this means anything the houston astros are 10 and 0 since september the 2nd 2017 off a home game in which they had multiple multiple run innings so you- if they had if they scored more than scored more than two runs or more in two of the innings in a baseball game. They are 10-0 in
1: the next game since then, buying or selling that. I'm buying the. I'm bu- I'm buying. I know it sounds like a crazy stat, but I think the Astros are in a good situation. Chris Sale's one of the best pitchers in the game, but have you seen Garrett Cole's numbers? Five and one, two point oh five ERA, and a WHIP of zero point eight three. Even Sales got n- numbers that aren't on un- any comparable. They're great, but not compared to Garrett Cole. You're only laying twenty fives at home. The Astros at home tonight. I think they want to make a statement because a lot of people like the Red Sox. Give me Houston.
2: Talking about liking the Chicago Cubs tonight with my boy Chatwood.
1: Ch- Ch- uh, Chatwood. Chestnuts roasting, John Chadwick's fire. The New York Mets are (laughs) 0-15 since
2: May 15, 2014, as a home dog, past the first game of a series, coming off a game as a dog in which they had six or fewer hits.
1: I got to tell you, Gabe. It's kind of confusing. It sure is. That that made my head hurt, kind of like putting the lineups together, but I got a weird feeling. Well, I can basically put
2: it in in context here. All right, so. so... if they're a home dog in the first game of a series and they're coming off a game in which they were an underdog and they had six or fewer hits, they always lose. They're 0-15 cents.
1: Really? I'm not buying that one. I got a weird feeling that... Uh, Who, Wheeler? I don't care about Wheeler. I, I, I'm telling you, the Mets are, actually have a couple hot hitters. Nemo's been on fire. There's a couple guys that are very scary. Chatwood... I, I have a, I don't like this Cubs line. There's something that smells really weird about it. I don't like it at all, and I think it's a trap. I think the Mets are the play.
2: This is a hardcore one in which I've never really heard someone break down this number before. The Giants are 8-0 and since September the 11th, 2017, when Chris Stratton starts after he averaged more than four pitches per batter in his
1: last start. Wow, that blew me away. I'm gonna tell you it's something. A lot of pitches, throwing balls. A lot of pitches. You know, like, scrunch- uh, uh, Phillies are gonna be a popular play tonight. I like the Giants tonight. I think, <laughs> I guess, I'm telling you, I like a I like. I'm looking at home teams tonight. Mariners, like I'm, like I think only a couple visitors or have a chance, like are gonna win the game. Maybe the Brewers, a couple others. I like a lot of home teams tonight. I might blindly like pull an owning Mahoney, and do the old round robin with home teams, and hope for the best. Interesting
2: tonight, uh, the Dodgers. Uh, Dodgers, uh Dodgers and the Colorado Rockies. Now what's the deal with this? The Dodgers keep changing pitchers here. I was under the impression I'm seeing Alexander. It was supposed to be this Santana dude. Alexander. Yeah, Santana was four thousand dollars on draft kicks. Really? Earlier
1: in the day. Yeah, we have a pitching change to Alexander. So uh interesting stuff. The Dodgers tonight going up against your boy Tim Anderson. Alexander, not a big sample size. One and oh four, ERA a four one fifty WHIP. Anderson's numbers aren't too bad at Coors. Three and four four472 one with a one thirty six WHIP. That's a very tough game. Colorado is a, a a great home team to bet on, but the Dodgers I think are really going to come around. Fifty one hundred dollars for Alexander, but
2: he's pitching no, at Coors. T- Tyler Anderson's fifty one hundred dollars. Uh, I don't want to pitch here at Coors Field though. Not tonight. Scott Alexander. Four thousand. Oh, he sounds like the bargain basement item he's right at the bottom i don't know i don't understand like i said uh, dennis santana was expected to get the start um but alexander they're doing what uh, tampa's uh doing as alexander cam has never pitched more than 27 <laughs> 27 pitches in his whole career in and in he's never like it, he's a relief guy He's never pitched like more, more than twenty-seven
1: years. pitches in an inning. Yeah, so his arm's not really limber. He's they're dead. they're saying that they
2: uh, they're hoping they can get uh, two innings
1: out of him. <laughs> I'm dead Would serious. Bring in the
5: bullpen.
1: I'm dead serious. Okay. Oh yeah, for sure. No, I know you're serious. That's you can't fool around with something like that. The guy like they're the guy they're go, no they're yeah they're hoping that they maybe but if he gets early contact. What is this? The what is this? Out? Bullpen
2: start night tonight? It actually is. It really is. That game's a pick too. You're getting, you know, I'm a Dodger fan, but the Dodgers are money burners. You got the Colorado Rockies at home, minus 110. You got Tyler Anderson on the hill against a dude that has never pitched more than 27 pitches in his damn career. Yeah. (laughs) I I know. And and listen, if I'm some stupid idiot sitting here, and I know he's never pitched more than 27 pitches before, you know what the Colorado Rockies do? And they're going to say, you know what, take a bunch of pitches early on this guy. Just rack yep. up the pitch count a little bit on him, foul a few off, and, and you know how dangerous that we'll turns out catch. after the first inning. You get bases
1: loaded, big
2: inning, put up a five spot, man. It's probably I already like like seven baseball games, and I didn't even have the Detroit Tigers on my list. I didn't have Colorado on my list, but I'm liking Colorado in this spot. Yeah, like the Dodgers uh, uh, are terrible. They're money burners, man. And the the odds makers just never adjust for this.
1: I can't understand why. San uh, San Diego's pitchers not on DraftKings because that would be a guy I think would be one of the sneakiest plays tonight. Lockett. He's going to get no respect. They're up against Cincinnati on the road. Like, I'm telling you, man. What do you mean he's not not there? I can't find him. No. Because he's a call up, too. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. Nope. Jeff Lock. I don't know. Lockett. Lockett. No, he's
2: not there. No, it's
1: ridiculous. He's a starter and he's not there. So anyway. We'll move on. That would have been a real sneaky play. Well, you know what? So
2: even people though with DraftKings that do the lineups are feeling the same frustration and pain that we do. Correct. Everything's constant changing, changing and it's and amazing. They have to redo the
1: numbers and the sequences. Thing and is, all that though, stuff.
2: I was sick of the crap at the end of the at the end of the uh, NBA season with this on a daily basis. Now baseball, it's the same crap. They're changing pitchers every two it hours. It happens all the all the time. Late scratches. At least though, well, one thing with baseball is. You find out earlier. Like we found out yeah. an hour ago or an hour and a half ago that Gary Sanchez wasn't playing today. That's true. If it's the NBA, we're not finding out until, until 702
1: Yeah, I know. Right, You'll exactly. find
2: out at 640, 650, and you got to, oh, I got to change my lineup. change changes everything. But the Dodgers, you know, to me, Colorado looks like the play uh, here tonight. The Dodgers, you want to talk about the Dodgers being money burners. We've been talking about this all year, and it's not getting any better, guys. The Dodgers are four games under five hundred, but they're down twenty five hundred dollars if you're betting one hundred dollar units. They're down twenty five zero five units on the season. Meanwhile, the Colorado Colorado Rockies are up uh, plus four eleven units, thirty and twenty six. Um, you, 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 you have one thing that's surprising here: Colorado is actually better on the road. Everyone always says Colorado. ooh, they have a home yeah, No, home no, here. they're they're playing. They used to be. They're at eleven tra- and thirteen at home only, yep. but they're nineteen and thirteen on That's the road. That's a really
1: good point. Colorado used to be a train wreck on the road. Used to fade them on the road. They could do anything. Done. All of a sudden now, they're actually they're they're playing. Good, and remember, good Colorado on used, the road. I
2: like it. Remember, Colorado used to be a big over team too. They played to some unders. They're getting. They're, they're thirty one and twenty with
1: five pushes to the under. They've actually got some really good pitching for, for some real questionable arms. They've been a nice surprise, Did you know, with Dol- Nolan Arenado, he's a stud, man. You've seen that guy go off, and the Rockies—they can rake. They're a very, very scary team.
2: Yeah, I think I think the Rockies are the play
1: there. Yeah, I I, I home team. I told you, I'm home teams. The only visitors that I really, really think have a great shot tonight are Oakland against Kansas City with Montas going. His numbers are good. Small sample size. Ian Kennedy's been rocked. I only have to lay 20, 25 cents with Oakland. I like them as a as a road team. Milwaukee probably against the White Sox, worth a look. But other than that, like, I have a lot of things that I'm looking uh, home, Gabe. Like, with some, except for the big shot. Char- like, Yankees will probably win on the road, but... Uh, I'll tell you, it's gonna be one of those nights. I can, uh, I'm yeah. gonna do the same units, but I'm gonna be betting a lot of games. There's yeah. a lot of stuff I really like too.
2: Me too. I have to It's say.
1: almost like I got this menu and it's too big right now. I gotta trim it down a bit.
2: I'm gonna have to uh, lower my units.
1: <laughs> hey, be consistent. Yeah.
2: If one, you... two, three, four, five. I gotta add. Uh, what am I missing here?
1: How's Casher? That guess he was six thousand five hundred dollars. He He's nuts.
2: Unbelievable. Seven. Yeah, like seven baseball games. It's a lot of baseball. New York Yankees. Yep. Chicago Cubs. Detroit Tigers. Washington Nationals. Milwaukee Brewers. Colorado Rockies. Seattle Mariners. And I swear to God, people listening right now are betting this stuff because the lines keep moving every two seconds. I got to get these bets in. Now.
0: Now. Out of my way.
1: Take a shot there.
2: <laughs> That's uh, very dangerous. It's riveting radio. Yeah, sure, you?
1: no, it's good radio. Yeah. I I, think the Giants could beat the Phillies. think the Phillies going to be a proper play. I'm taking the Padres tonight. They've been a home Warriors. Going to take the Seattle Mariners? Sure, why not? Texas. Sure, why not? Texas Angels don't really uh, have our our buddy uh, Big Bartolo, Big Sexy's on the hill tonight, man. Guy's whips 0.93. You know what? He is a physical specimen. I don't care about the stem cells. Oh, yeah, Bartolo. Yeah, he's losing. Bartolo Uh, Colon is amazing. That's another
2: game that I'm on. I like the Angels.
1: Angels, yeah, with uh, Barria going. Yeah, his numbers are pretty solid. Very solid.
2: Dude, Bartolo Colon always pitches well at people and then he always hits a wall. One of these nights Uh, he's going to get
1: shredded (laughs) for like 13 runs. Know what he also does? He plays against one team really, really well, and the other Seattle. He owns Seattle, yeah, but, but other his, teams he doesn't not own so much. the
2: Angels. No, he does not own the, the Angels. Mike Trout's uh, ten for eighteen against them with three home runs.
1: That's dangerous.
2: Got to wake up early in the morning, Cam. Yeah, well, you're, the, the early bird gets the worm. Well, I have Mike Trout in my lineup yeah, today, yeah, that's why. So I'm aware. I'm Quite aware.
1: Yeah, you got the DFS hour cooking in a few minutes. You're ready to run. You ride. know who I also
2: have on the Angels? I kind of should give it's a tease, but it's a great uh, nickname. Uh, Value Valbuena. Well, oh yeah. Oh. yeah.
1: <laughs> well, think about Valbuena is when he's come back. Value to the lineup, Valbuena. Actually, he was in the doghouse very, for a very while. Very very cheap. No, and he hits. He, he's had. That's he he home run. He yeah. had a multiple home run game against the Tigers. He's actually been playing pretty good baseball right now. You'll get him at a real cheap price. I like that.
2: Nice, a nice cheap uh, plug to fill in. I also I also have a NASCAR lineup uh, for people. I like that. So have you called your Uber?
1: Not yet. I'm gone to. I've had a real problem uh, <laughs> lately. There's a train strike going. So. Um, I've been I've been waiting an hour and ten minutes. There's to get a train home and strike. Yeah, yeah, the rail. Like they keep on canceling. Now they don't run a full schedule, so I can't. If I miss one train to come to Morency Studio, I'm not getting here until 4 or whatever. Like, I got to start uh, coming to Toronto earlier because I can't get... Uh, it's a real problem. People are going nuts, actually.
2: So, since you're so I, 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 train, so...
1: Remember that night of the Slayer you're probably, show? You're probably paying premium prices oh, yeah. for Uber. Oh, I'm getting fleeced. But remember that night of the Slayer show? I see some guy with a Slayer t-shirt with no teeth. He had to get back to Aldershot. He didn't know what the hell was going on. I'm like, dude, like, you got a real problem right now. You're going to be here <laughs> all night. Like, you better get some street
2: meat and figure it out. Yeah, and it's not like people... Uh... Yeah, it's not like people are going to hook up a Slayer fan and give him a ride home.
1: No, no, no. no. He didn't look like an evil guy or anything like that, but he also (laughs) didn't look like a guy you'd want to give a ride to. (laughs) He was in big trouble, Gabe.
2: What's our uh, address here, 55? So the Washington... The Washington Capitals
1: are now minus at one thirty. I don't care what Babano says. I'm taking them in Game Three, and I, I respect <laughs> you him. don't care. I, what... I, I respect his opinion. I think uh, you you called it, Marenti. It's uh, take them. It's usually for me nine, ten bucks. It's seventeen bucks now. What a joke! Yeah. Premium jackasses. Rush hour. How long is he gonna be here? <laughs> Anyway, yeah, I'm taking the Capitals in Game Three. I think they're going to get it done. You spend as much. Uh, you spend as much getting
2: to these radio hits as you do uh, actual for the actual radio hit themselves.
1: You're right. <laughs> That's why I keep my taxes in a in a box, and I keep every receipt because I play the game. Come tax time, I don't mind paying. A- keep receipt. You don't. Need- you jump on the train for free. <laughs> talking to food receipts and stuff. <laughs> say, say me and you went to Red Lobster. I just keep the receipt. It's a business lunch. We're ta- talking about doing another no, show. No, this Uber ride you're yeah.
2: taking is a business expense. That's you
1: damn right it is. You're damn right it is. Oakley should hook you up. I, I, I agree, man. These guys are really chintzing out. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this one. 36 bucks with the competition. Oh, my God. 36 Yeah, dollars. I just can't handle this right now. I'm in, I'm in orbit.
2: That's what I'm saying. We paid $42 that time to go to the Air Canada Centre. Yeah, and it's down the street. Yeah, it's like imagine a fifteen dollar taxi ride. Imagine, people think Uber's great. They're charging three times right. the rates.
1: Imagine taking these things all the time, which I'm doing. There's
2: no way in hell I would pay thirty six dollars for that ride.
1: Gabe, it's costing me so much money I can't even tell you what it's doing. Okay, I got you know what? Uh,
2: I would say that's a twenty dollar taxi ride.
1: Yeah, I just got I just got one for fourteen, saved three bucks. All know, right. it's, 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 like it's like the stock market. It goes up and down. Oh up people and down, uh, up and down. people are oh, yeah, compe- yeah. people are competing for my business which I hope, and I hope a guy doesn't show up with a, that Korean guy with the two golf gloves going, oh, I hit 100 balls today, and guy's driving it up on curbs. I don't care what you did at the golf dome. I need to get to work. I got some picks. Picks. What do you got for us? Um, this has been a lot of fun, pal. New York Yankees, Baltimore, over 10. I'm on it. The Detroit wow, Tigers against keep the Blue Jays. Tigers, we're going to take the Minnesota Twins at plus 105. Looking at other stuff. CFL football. Hamilton Tiger Cats money line. We're going to take Calgary plus the nine and a half. Hopefully, you can get 10. And keep digging. Winnipeg, under 55 is the total tonight, Gabe. And I'm taking Washington, the Capitals, on Saturday at minus 125.
2: What about all the uh, the CFL football? You're not getting in on that? Yeah,
1: I just mentioned it. Hamilton money line. Uh, oh, that's it. Uh, Calgary plus ten and Winnipeg okay. under fifty
2: five. All right, I'm, no all, I'm
1: all in. I'm betting all three games. BC lines plus nine and a half. Love it. Yeah, plus the BC. Oh, lines sorry, sorry. Half. I yeah. put Calgary. I meant BC yeah. plus nine and a half. Sorry. Right, BC plus go. nine yeah. and a yeah. half. You're not laying the nine and a half. No, You're no, taking, I'm taking. taking.
2: He's taking. I do like I took your cheese. He's like Joe. He's like Joe Pesci. Like
1: I took your cheese. I'm taking the points. By the way, I left you an ice cream sandwich in your freezer. You're going to really love it during the DFS hour. I thought you were leaving the box. Eh, I got I'll take. Yeah, you know what? I might leave the box. <laughs>
2: no, yeah, I'll take one on the one for the. No, 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 no. They're
1: going to melt anyway. Let's just keep them here. OK, fair enough. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I just uh, there's. Yeah, baseball looks really tempting, man. I might add a couple games to the slate. I, when I get home get a couple in me i have a feeling it's going to be a baseball night i'm just going to be sitting there betting these late games it's going to be a lot of fun it's going to be a good night brentsy positivity positivity
2: evidently a ufc fighter there's actually a ufc there's a ufc card in utica yeah tonight what time does it go off at i keep forgetting about this card you
1: know,
2: you're like <laughs> what the other card in utica yeah it's not exactly the uh the creme de la creme no but pretty cool that the ufc's got a utica at least I like that. Uh, Terrell Owens wants to come back to the National Football League. That's not happening. No, uh, uh, no, that's not happening. (laughs) There's a better chance of you hooking up with Cardi B than T.O.